Welcome to Life in Progress. I'm your host, Tia. And I'm Solomon Ray. As you all know, I'm a mother of two little girls, but what I haven't shared is my journey to motherhood. Today, I'll take you through that and also share why this upcoming pregnancy is just as much for me as it is for Solomon. And in honor of us being a whole week into our IVF journey, we'll explain the step-by-step process of egg retrieval and fertilization to embryo, as well as what the next few weeks look like for us. And we find out what made Solomon say this. Kimberly Tubman. Kimberly. (laughs) She do be fan of niggas. I'm telling you. Kimberly is it. We also share our high note and our low note of the week. Now let's get into the show. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to a new episode of Life in Progress. I am Solomon Ray. And I'm Tia. Ooh, a week. <laughs> it's been a week. It's, do you know what's crazy? Mm. I feel like this year has gone by so fast for me. Yeah. This week went by so slow. Really? For, for me, yeah, yeah. I just felt like it was just never ending. That's I was like, fuck, so am I, are we done? <laughs> are we done yet? That's so funny. Ugh. It's actually been the opposite for me. That's crazy. It's been going fast. It's insanely fast because, you know, this is my third egg retrieval cycle. Usually it feels like it just drags on and on and on. Yeah. And this time, like, we're half done at this point. It's so wild. Like, it hasn't even crossed my mind all day. You yeah. are literally in the middle of medication. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, and like you just seem like your normal self. I know. Yeah. Every just single day. Just chugging away at work. Right? <laughs> just working, being a mama, doing too many things at once. I know. Speeding down the freeway. Speeding down the freeway. No traffic. <laughs> Today was a wonderful day on the freeway. I feel like you literally got here in like 15 minutes. Pretty much. I literally was in bed. You're like, okay, I'll be there. I'm on my way. I'm still in bed, mind you. And just kind of going through emails, just kind of doing my daily phone, you know, check thing. I'm five minutes away. I'm like, let me get up and wash my face, brush my teeth, and try to straighten up my house. That is so funny. I was like, this... It's nuts. And I, I didn't believe I you when I clicked on your little icon. And mm-hmm. sure enough. I was right around the corner. I did make a quick stop. I was like, I'm in this weird space today of like very excited, like, you know, to record and to work on the business and like do all the kind of stuff that we've been doing today. But I've also just felt so tired and drained. Like I could run a marathon, but I could also sleep for like 10 hours at the same time. Yeah. So I stopped um, right around the corner at the gas station and got a couple energy drinks and then I, I bought you another five minutes doing that and then I came <laughs> yeah I was like mm, five minutes yeah yeah I bought you a few extra <laughs> I feel like I'm always in that purgatory of like really exhausted like mm-hmm. I could fall asleep and yeah. just knock out to where yeah. like I have the energy to keep going for another eight hours yeah it's weird yeah I but I completely understand I've been like that all week mm-hmm Dealing with orders, trying to get that, just everything yes. I've been running around doing. Yep. I'm like, yo, I'm kind of like in between. Yeah. I told my mom, I went to go, um, I was at my parents' house last night and it was like nine, 10. Mm-hmm. And then it got closer to like 10, 15 or whatever. I said, let me just go. Cause I need to 
I was like, she was like, you look really tired. Mm-hmm. Like, I can see it in your right. eyes that I am. Yeah. And I was like, but I need to like knock out. If I, I just need to knock out another hundred orders. Mm-hmm. And she's like, why don't you just go home and go to rest? And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I keep forgetting that's an option. Right, that's a good idea. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I came home and I I was so exhausted leaving their home. Mm-hmm. But then once I got in the car, listened to my music, I got home. I said, oh, girl, we got, I got another. Right? I can get Second like wind. three hours of work out of me. Like, let's Second get it going. Wind. Right. And that the is minute so funny. I was done and got in bed. Out. Knocked out. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Didn't need to take no NyQuil, no nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that crazy? Mm-hmm. I know. I feel like that's going to be our life for like <laughs> the next umpteenth months. Yeah. Until further notice. We are just yeah. on go. It's crazy. People would think we were crazy. Like if if someone could be a fly on the wall with us during one of our just like days, they'd yeah. go, they'd be crazy. But you know what's crazy? I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Me you described it a couple days ago. You were like, I feel like I thrive off of it. Yeah. And I feel like I do. Like, I feel like if I didn't have this mm-hmm. energy. Totally. I don't think I would be motivated. So yeah. Almost. Yep. Exactly. I love it. Me too. Yeah. I'm always, I'm always wanting my time to be like this. Like I'm never yeah. in a space of like, oh, I can't wait till we get through this phase so I can just relax or I can. Cause I know for a fact, when we do get through this phase, all that means is that we're opening our schedule for more stuff. More shit. <laughs> yeah. Like the and second something goes away from the schedule, we add something else on. That's just what we do. Like I'm looking for, I'm saying like, oh, I can't wait to go to Jap- Japan and mm-hmm. relax. Like. Honestly, <laughs> I will say the one time I the, what I'm looking forward to is the flight, the 13-hour yeah. flight. Yeah. Because I really kind of can't do much. Yeah, there's not much to do. Like if it's inner, I mean if it's um it, within the United States, mm-hmm. Wi-Fi works pretty well. Yeah. But once you cross over an ocean, Wi-Fi gets real weird. Yeah. So you really just have to succumb to like movies and wine and mm-hmm. yeah, you know. Yep. And I'm like, all right, so I'm just gonna just this is gonna be my <laughs> Let time it to just yeah, unplug, sleep and watch TV, read my books. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I know. That's exciting. But I know once I'm in Japan, like <clears throat> it's. I mean, <laughs> it's still work. Like yeah. I'm still going. I'm still cognizant of like okay. I can't just fully unplug. Yeah. I can enjoy myself, but I still have to be like, all right, so this is what I got to do. I got to still, you know, monitor yeah. my sales yeah. here in the United States. Right. Serena's coming over. My mom's going to come over um, and just kind of a couple days out of the week yeah. get that, that done. Yeah. So I'll still be like working. I know. And you'll be in the same time zone as our lab. So. Yep. <laughs> I'll be on her ass. You will. And, she, and she's, she's gonna be she's gonna be like oh i'm used to those people kind of falling off after like an hour or two nope on yep. your ass all day long from <laughs> set up to send right down. next to you girl yep and <laughs> don't make me get on the flight because i will you you right next door sis girl. i'll come hello <laughs> open up <laughs> i'm here <laughs> run me my shit I'll just bring it back on the plane with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bypass customs. Right. <laughs> so I love it. Let's do our check-in. Yes. Um, <clears throat> how are you feeling? I'm good. I'm really good. Um, this has been so far really um easy cycle. Um, it feels a lot more like my first one. 
my second one, I f- could like feel physically yeah, the changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last time I, I could feel out. the hormones. I could feel like uh, anatomically, like my ovaries, oh, like Jesus. I was, I felt bloated. I felt funny, you know, um, this time it's more like the first where the cycle itself, I wasn't really feeling anything. Um, so yeah. And like I told you the other day, it's just been flying by this week. Yeah. And I think it's cause, um, you know, with, with this doctor, he's not doing a lot of in office visits and that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I'm really just taking a shot every day and the way he's doing it. I only take one shot right now. Usually I have like a few. Yeah. By now. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, our next appointment's tomorrow. So I'm sure at that point they're going to add on the other medications. But um, unlike the other two doctors this first week, it's just been one injection. So literally I set my alarm every day, like between 630 and 730. I do my little shot and keep moving. I have my, you know, my folic acid and vitamins and stuff like that that I take in the mornings. And that's been it. So a week has like flown by for me. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's been a good week. Yeah. How's your week been? Um, how has my week been? <laughs> Just a whirlwind. Um, I officially started getting orders out to customers who ordered the holiday gift set. Yay. Um, so just kind of getting that out, but just kind of really mapping out a strategy mm-hmm. to kind of streamline things. Yeah. So Serena was here Tuesday mm-hmm. and she helped me organize my garage and just kind of like streamline things for me and right. come up with like a system. So now that I've oh got a typhoon. <laughs> Are you making me on? <laughs> <I know. laughs> now that I'm in like the swing of things, it is much nicer. Um and yeah, I went over to my parents' house yesterday. Um I guess I guess we'll talk about this on the second half of the show or, you know, whenever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just kind of had to really have like a weird, not weird, but like just a conversation of like, what do we do if I die? Yeah. You know, which is so wild. Crazy. And no. so I went there to do that. And that's it. Like, just work. And then I felt like there was something on our end. No, just a little bit of bullshit, but oh, and then trying to figure out insurance and yeah. stuff. So yeah, it's just kind of just been more a, working parts. More, you know, it's like, all the moving parts. What now? I know. What do y'all want? What? Just please take my credit card. <laughs> right. and just there is no autonomy this. in this process. <laughs> it really isn't. None. Like we can't even really decide if when we're gonna have a baby. Yeah. No. It's really kind of nuts. It and is, we'll explain that, but like it's yeah. nuts. It's it's very controlled and not by us. Yeah. Wild. They trying to hawk off a fucking Scorpio baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> the collusion. And it's really no shade to the Scorpio girls out there. My mom's a Scorpio. So but I feel like my mom's also like a very not Scorpio. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's <laughs> no shade to the Scorpio girls, but I was like, once they tried to make this baby into a Scorpio and I was not having it. <laughs> we not had to send out it. emails. Yeah. <laughs> it was like really like a state of emergency. It was. <laughs> I, I was downstairs doing orders and I was like, uh-uh, let me focus because this is this cannot happen. No. Let me do my calculations. Oh, that is so funny. Um, do we have any reviews? 
I you think know, so. I, don't, no. I don't think we have any new ones. <clears throat> the last ones that I saw were from a couple weeks ago. We do have like questions and stuff, which is super cool. But yeah, no when should new. we do questions? Um, do we want to do that now or after our topics? We can do it now. Okay, yeah. cool. So let's start off with the Spotify ones and then we'll go. We did have an email question, so we'll do the Spotify ones first and then we'll do email. Um, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Sorry, everyone. Um, so Jen asks, just curious about why Catholic school and are you concerned about the school having a strong influence against other religions slash practices? Love the podcast. Thanks for sharing your friendship and journey. Thanks, Jen. So um, Jen was asking this under last week's episode because we touched on um, religion as far as Solomon's future child. And I talked about how I raised my girls and the fact that they're in Catholic school. And I didn't even think to, <laughs> to elaborate on why they go to Catholic school, but um, they go to Catholic school. The short answer is nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> I have two little Nepo babies. Um, <laughs> my parents are actually founders of the school that my kids go to. That sounds so sickening. Not my not my parents are founders of the private school that they go to. That sounds so sickening. Isn't it? Right? Like, grandma and grandpa are the founders. Mom is the alumni. alumni. Yeah, I was the very first class um in 1992 uh, oh, you were the first oh so you what, what is the, that what, what would you call that the, the inaugural um, the inaugural yes. preschool class yes, yes. even more sickening yes it's, it, you would just really could never, <laughs> could never. wow that's crazy <laughs> so yeah so it is, it's really really cool too because um you know the and and that school is not very like super Catholic. Like they do have, um, you know, Wednesday mass, they have religious class, you know, that sort of stuff, but it's not like super hardcore. Like there's some schools I've seen, like the teachers are nuns, you know, it's not like that. Yeah. It's not like that at all. Um, the owners of the school are Catholic, which is why the school's Catholic, but my, my parents, some of the other founders, they're not really, um, either Catholic at all or just super religious in general. So it's a non-denominational Catholic school. Um, and I just, I have them there because of that, you know, cause I love the fact that, you know, my mom is, she's still there. She's still, I love that. Yeah. She's still at the school. Um, some of the other founders work at the school still, their kids were in, the first classes when the school was founded. Now their kids also go to the school. So like all us yeah. old alumni come drop our kids off in the morning That's and nice. yeah. And their grandparents are right there. And it's just, you know, such family. Actually, both of the girls um, had my kindergarten teacher. Oh, wow. Yeah. My old kindergarten teacher. She was actually going to retire. And I brought Lily to the school when she was three weeks old and I, I hadn't seen my teacher in a long time. She was one of my favorite teachers. Hadn't seen her in a while. 
was holding Lily. She was like three weeks old. That's nice. And yeah, and I walked down the hall and she saw me. She was she's older, so she couldn't really see that it was me. Damn, she get, was old then. I know. Is she alive now? She's very much like if, if she was if she's still at if the she school. was old then. I know. <laughs> Ten I years know. ago and she couldn't see. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. No, she's still there. She is still there kicking. But um yeah, she get, came down the hall and saw that it was me and she saw this little baby in my arms and she started crying and oh. she was actually gonna retire like within the year or two and she stuck around I to teach to teach Lily. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to stay. And so she did. And Lily had her. And by the time Lily had her, I had had Lola by then. Yeah. And so, and so she was like, Oh, I'm done. Yeah. She said, I guess I'll stay. Yeah, I guess I'll stay again. Yeah. So she Tia, stop having kids. Right? She's trying to retire. I can't stay no more. <laughs> right. So yeah. So she, she was Lily's teacher. And then she was an assistant teacher, um, in Lola's class for, uh, pre pre K. Yeah. So last year. Um, and so it's just really, really nice. Just, you know, having a school that feels like family, you know? And honestly, I feel like with the way schools is now, they shooting up schools and right. so much shit. Like, you kind of want, like, some sort of community, I would imagine. Yes, and knowing, totally. like, if you and I had the same kindergarten teacher and we was in school together, mm -hmm. you know, we both got our babies in there. Like, mm -hmm. you, you know what I'm saying? There's totally. some sort of, it feels look like out family. for each other. And, 100%. Yeah, I could totally imagine that. I would totally would want yeah. that for my child if yeah. I was in that situation. Yeah, the girls, like, you know, they, they go to school and it's like having a campus full of aunties and grandmas. Yeah. It's amazing. Plus your whole grandma there. Yeah, for real. Like, I get, they'll call me and let me know, like, oh, Lola needs this or Lily needed that. We mm -hmm. took care of this and da, da da Like, it's so like family. It's just a really great school in general. Like, and they really... You know, I have certain access and certain privileges and stuff because of that. Yeah. But honestly, every family is really, really treated well there. It's just they've got a really great culture in general. And so you feel good about spending that six figures. You got to, right? Yeah. <laughs> they got to they make it worth it in some sort of way. Because child, part yeah. with all that money. They, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's nice. Like, I, you know, I walk into the the main office and I see kids walk in and you know, every kid is known by name. Like, oh, hey, Jonathan, or hey, so-and-so, yeah. you know? And parents walk in, and they don't have to say, oh, you know, I'm so-and-so's mom. She's in so-and-so's class. Parent walks in, and it's like, they know. I know who your kid is. I know what class they're in. Gotcha. And it's amazing, yeah. you know? And it's it's a relatively small school. It's about 650 kids, like under 700 kids. But that is from preschool to, up until eighth grade. Yeah. So... Covers a lot of grades. So that was like mine. Yeah. It was from K, K to eight. Yeah. And it was about like 800 people. Yeah. Super small, yeah. small class sizes, very individualized. So, yeah. So that is why Catholic school, um, as far as being concerned about the school having a strong influence against other religions. No, I'm not. Because like I said, they're non-denominational and they they um, they have a lot of other religions that attend that school there's kids that are muslim there there's jewish kids there there's christian kids there you know yeah. um they recognize kwanzaa they recognize hanukkah they recognize you know all sorts of different holidays they don't put as much of an emphasis as they do like you know more catholic centered holidays but um they're not in the business of like indoctrinating they just teach and educate on catholic practices and whatever else you want to do is you know, completely welcomed and, and appreciated. So that's the answer to that one. 
So want to move on to the next one? Sure. Okay. Um, Sandra asks, will you be teaching the baby Spanish as well? And hold up, Tia sings. Where can we hear these vocals? Because something tells me they are fire. That's funny. Um, well, Sandra, um, no, I, I am definitely going to teach my children um, Spanish. Um, in fact, I've just been trying to brush up on my Spanish now, you know, changing the settings on my phone to Spanish. Um, I'm trying to find like some Spanish podcasts for me to listen to, um, at night, sometimes if I'm watching something at, on TV, which I rarely am because <laughs> the minute this body get into that bed, honey, <laughs> on that cloth mattress, baby, I'd be knocked out, but I will change the audio from English to Spanish, mm. um, just so I myself can brush up on mine and I've just been buying like some bilingual books, um, stuff like that. And it is, it's weird because it is part, like it's something I definitely want them to know that they are half Latin mm -hmm. or like a good, well, a part Latin. Mm -hmm. um, so I definitely want them to know that. But the thing is like, just because you're Latino doesn't mean you need to speak Spanish. That doesn't make you Latino. That doesn't make you anything in fact it's really like the colonizer's language if we really want to get deep into it <laughs> but <clears throat> all that shit aside um it i mean if i can just kind of like how tia was talking there is i wouldn't mind them going to the school i went to um i was talking to one of my childhood friends and she said that she now works there and she said they prioritize um um legacy over there mm -hmm. so if there is no wait list for Alumni. if I went there. Yeah. Um, the only thing that would suck is I would have to drive my kid and drive them, <laughs> drop them off at school. And I'm just like, oh, one more thing. Uh, but it is, I went to a Spanish immersion um, school. So you kind of learned everything in Spanish, everything from science, math, everything was just in Spanish. And then once you got into like third grade, that was when you had an English class. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I definitely, I don't know how I'm going to do that. Like I part, part of people are talking um, of how kids learn language and how do they learn two languages. And typically in a household, it would be, you know, mom speaks English, dad speaks Spanish. Mm. And they mm. don't ever kind of alternate. Right. Um, but when you alternate and you're just kind of speaking between two languages, it kind of delays um, hmm. their, they don't speak anything yeah. for a little bit longer they get a because confused. they're like, bitch, what's going on? <laughs> what do I do? Right. Which they'll be perfect in the end, but it yeah. just delays it. Yeah. And so I'm like, damn, maybe I should hire a nanny and have the nanny speak mm. nothing but Spanish. Mm -hmm. And then dad speaks English. English. That's smart. Um, so I'm toying with that idea because I definitely want my them to be able to speak English and Spanish. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, with the way business is, like, maybe a little bit of Mandarin. No, honestly. Because They like, offer Spanish and Mandarin at Lily School. Yeah. Because they, they know. That's, they know. They, they know. know where the money is. Mm-hmm. And that's where, where <laughs> they know where the money reside. Where the money reside. Where the money reside. So, I'm like, shit. I was over here, a little thing popped up on Facebook, and it was like, I don't know if you've seen them, the little childhood books, like these little cardboard books mm -hmm. with the little wand. 
Yes, 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 yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So they have different languages like French, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, bitch, I'm going to start buying mm-hmm. um, Spanish and Mandarin. Man- and Chinese slash Mandarin. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about buying some for Nori for Christmas, Aww. some Spanish ones. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's it's wild because nobody in my family speaks Spanish. Hmm. The only people I know who speak, like, actually in the house Spanish yeah. is Omar and them. Hmm. And that's it. And yeah. Wow. Like, I kind of, I, I really want that. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out how to navigate that. So yeah. I'm like, all right. So hopefully they can go to or whatever schools that are similar. Right. Um, um, yeah. So I kind of, you know, it's definitely at the forefront of my mind. Yeah. For sure. And then, but a part of it's like also me too. Like, I don't really speak Spanish. <laughs> I mean, I do. You, but speak like, en- you speak more than, more than me. Sure. Like, and I'm, I'm actually fluent in Spanish. It's yeah. just I don't, you don't speak it. I don't use it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of definitely. Where did it. you learn Spanish? School? Yeah, just in school. Wow. At the Spanish Immersion Program. That's amazing. Yeah. Day one, it was kindergarten and there was nothing in English. Nothing. No writing. Yeah. N- nothing on the walls. Wow. The teacher was just talking straight up Spanish. We mm-hmm. were all like looking at each other like, <laughs> what is going on? Um, That's wild. That's but, really cool. Yeah. You just kind of emerged everything like for yeah. science, math, yeah. social studies. Everything was just Spanish. That's wild. Yeah. That's really cool. The kids are, le- are learning Spanish in school. You know, Lily be sending you songs in Spanish. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, we'll be like, hola, mama. Like, hola, girl. Hola, girl. Hey, girl. Hola, hey, girl. girl. Hola, girl. Hola, girl. But yeah, um, I definitely want them to, um, for sure, yeah. master Spanish. And <clears throat> totally. Hopefully, some Mandarin, too, because that's where the money resides. Shall get them, if, you te- if they can learn Mandarin and learn how to play golf. And my dad already a golf. There you go. Because all them business deals are made on the golf course in Mandarin. Oh, you're right. Mm -hmm. When I tell you, my dad, like, he's (laughs) such a weirdo. But, like, he, like, last week at the barbecue, he was like, I forgot what he said. But he was like, well, you know, for extracurricular, let them decide and stuff. But if they do want to do golf, I'm here. <laughs> I'm I was here. like, so basically, it's a, a, a very gentle nudge. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let this baby learn some golf. When I tell That's you, so my cute. dad is such a golf head. It's That's so funny. Nuts. That's my uncle. He my uncle's like that. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. But yeah, um, <laughs> Tia does sing. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> Like, I I feel like me because I'm not a real singer and actually have spent 15 years. Between the two of us, he has the singing career. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah. I sing. um, I don't know. It never it never became anything huge. I've recorded music and never really put much of it out. And I it's funny because I know like everyone. All the biggest producers, all the biggest writers. Like, I have every amazing connection you would want in the industry (laughs) and have never put any of them to really (laughs) to make music. I don't know. I I don't know. I love to sing, though. Um, I've always written music. I sang before I talked, actually. Wow. Yeah. And I started 
like because my mom would listen to a lot of like smooth jazz and stuff so it was a lot of instrumentals and she was like yeah girl you'd be in the back seat just making up words to the songs like <laughs> just singing and the kids are the same way they sing too That's so great. yeah so yeah i sing um there's probably nowhere to listen well yeah i mean if you go on my instagram i post videos like reels and stuff if you scroll through my reels you'll see reels of me singing sometimes i just post stuff so that's so nuts that you said that because there's a letter my biological mother wrote me and i didn't read it till like you know i was like 20 something years old because i just Mm -hmm. discovered them yeah and she was like it's um she's writing a letter she said when you were younger, she was like, you started singing before you were talking. Yeah. So it's so funny that you say that. I love that. That's so crazy. Isn't that wild? I know. Like, yep. Yep. Damn. I know. And see, I'd rather my child be a brainiac. I don't want them to be creative. <laughs> Artistic <laughs> no. and creative. I don't. It's not going to get you anywhere in life. <laughs> that is so funny. I feel like it is, though, because look at us, you know? I mean, yeah. But see, here, we, <laughs> but we're Capricorns. Yeah. Meaning... We are the type We've to where we both have, sides. yes, we can, we can do both, mm-hmm. but we're going to be where the money resides. Yes, totally. Yeah. We're going to harness that creativity to, to convert it into some money. Cause when I tell you I've been in the same rooms and stuff as some of the biggest names in music and yeah. you'll never, you've never caught me being like, Hey, I would love to hear for you to listen to this demo that right. I wrote. No, never. Can I send this to your artist and write never. for you? I've never been that. Never. And I've seen other people be like that and it's gotten them really far. Yeah. But I'm just, it's just never been me. That's not my, my, yeah, that's not my bag. It's never been me. Yeah. And I think it's the Capricorn in me. Totally. Like, I'd rather work myself and do it myself. Yeah. Because it's such better gratification. Yeah. You really feel it. It makes you feel better. Yeah. I know. I know. I'm the same. Yeah. Now, if this baby come out and can't can't hold no tune. I shall listen. Now, both of your parents are musicians. You better be able to do something with it. Yeah. That's Lily. Lily has a really beautiful voice. Yeah. So does her daddy. Yeah. He's Filipino. You know how they be. Yeah. (laughs) No, they got some beautiful. Yeah. What, um, there was a, hold on, this is so off topic, but there was a a TikTok and the, um, it was a sped up version of, Mm -hmm. Mini ripping him. Mm -hmm. But it was like the sped up version. Yeah. And it sounded like birds chirping or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's, it sounds so stupid. (laughs) This is the dumbest thing, but I busted out laughing because it's so, <laughs> you know, when, when humor is so specific. Right. And it was like the birds in, in the Philippines singing <laughs> or something like that. It was like something like that. And I was like. <laughs> it's true, though. Something in the, the Philippines. <laughs> I don't is, know what it is. They can be singing. Something in Olympia. <laughs> something. They be singing. They can sing. That is so it funny. <laughs> The birds in the Philippines. The I, was like, <laughs> I was like, it's so fucking specific. <laughs> oh my God. It's just. It's true. Yeah. That's that. Yep. Uh, he can sing his ass off and she can sing too. She was singing before she could talk too. That is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny because <clears throat> I do a, uh, like I, I can sing like a Disney princess. Mm-hmm. And I remember when she was really little, me and him used to sing for her, like Disney characters. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, she loved it. He would be like a little Disney prince, and I'd sing like a princess, and she would just, she thought it was the most amazing thing. <laughs> it was really cute. Oh, it's so sweet. It was cute, yeah. Yeah, so there's, yeah, there's upsides to it. Yeah, she has a really pretty it. voice. Yeah. yeah. Naturally, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what's crazy? Like, we were talking about this a while ago, but like, 
um, there's something about genetically that it's that's how your voice is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and so. Yeah. Like my mom can hold a note. My sister can, you know. So it's, it's so crazy. It really is. I'm not clearly biologically re- related to my mom and my her family. Everybody on my mom's side of the family, they all can sing. Have the most beautiful voices. Wow. And I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Like, yeah. And you know who also has a really beautiful voice? My little brother. Really? Yeah. And he wow. got that from my mom. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. It's so nuts. <laughs> I just I just thought about that. He has a really beautiful voice. Yeah. Yeah. Genetics. And it's from my mom. Genetics. Crazy. Genetics is wild. Strong. Real strong. so yes sandra um or sandra however you pronounce your name um i am gonna work hard to make sure that my child speaks spanish as well as mandarin yes and yeah tia sings maybe we'll get on a track one day yeah make some music yeah so we do have one more question. It came into our email. So if you have questions, again, email us at lifeinprogressshow at gmail.com. Um, and this week we have one from a listener named Nina. She says, so I've been following you for some time. I definitely have mixed feelings about a gay single man raising a child, which honestly isn't my business because I do think you'll be a great parent. Anyhow, do you feel, how do you feel about Saucy Santana saying he will ungay himself to have a baby the natural way and lay down with a woman because he cannot be feminine at a big age? It's been something that's getting attention all over the Breakfast Club and other platforms. I'm wondering how you feel about that stance on someone saying that being gay is actually a choice and they'll choose to not be in order to raise a family. I feel like it's conflicting on so many levels and will ultimately confuse the children as well. Thoughts? XO Nina. I'll um, let you go first. I know you will. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I already know where this is. Mm-hmm. 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 So, um, well, I'm going to answer the question. <laughs> you, you do that. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, so, okay. The gays already hate me. So, I already know <laughs> I'm not going to get no support from them. But, um... Okay, on one end, to having a child naturally, I mean, I used to joke about this too and be like, oh, I would just do that instead of having to spend the money. <laughs> you know, um, if you don't have an extra hundred to $200,000 to spend, by all means, that might be a great route. Right. You know, <laughs> right. Yeah, right. You know, but. <laughs> if you want to remain homosexual, then you're going to have to spend six figures and up. Right. Um, with that being said, so I kind of get what he says, like, I guess with that. But the weird thing is, um, it's like, I've thought about this um, and I hate kind of admitting it because I think it goes against everything I believe. But I think... I don't want to say I'm going to dial down on me, but even my humor, I'm learning. I'm like, okay, I kind of want to probably dial down on my humor mm-hmm. dial, when I'm around my child. Right, right. Yeah, or, you know, if they're if I'm picking them up from school or whatever, whatever. Um, and I'm sure we'll be in a different landscape in six, seven years. Yeah. But the, th- the last thing I want is, well, fir- first off, no one's going to be bullying my child. No. Because I will literally physically put my hands on it. We're the bullies. Okay. I, I will. 
<laughs> it's, it's gonna be somebody. Mm-hmm. So that's never gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But I just wouldn't want them to be teased or bullied or for them to feel like, you know, I don't I don't know what the landscapes in, you know, school. I never got teased or bullied. Yeah. As neither. effeminate as, as I was, I never did. Yeah. But I also knew how to fight. So if my child right. ain't a fighter, <laughs> I don't know. Right. You know, I don't know what the, how they're going to be. So I, I think I wouldn't want them to have like a harder, you know, time out in public. So if that means dad has to not be as funny or... Uh, but I'm also not someone who's wearing flamboyant stuff. I don't wear purses. Everywhere we go, they think you're my partner. Which is nuts. No one realizes this man is gay. Like places we be going, like frequently. They like, oh, he's gay? Like, yeah. The minute this mouth <laughs> open up, the purse falls out. Right? So I don't know what they are thinking. It's wild. But I, it's weird because the minute my mouth opens up, it's like, okay, purse. Yeah. But then I think on the outside, it is... Your exterior I, is maybe masculine. Maybe the exterior is different. Yeah. So I think from Saucy Santana's point, you know, wearing lashes and, and lipstick and stuff like that and um, purses and heels, while all, while fine as a single man, um, I can see how that could be very confusing for a child. Mm-hmm. And I think that could really set them up to be bullied or, mm-hmm. you know, so I get where he's coming from. I, yeah. I would I haven't heard this story at all. Yeah, I haven't. Um, but I, I get where he's coming from. Yeah. Um, but as far as being a single gay man raising a kid, um, I mean, I always I don't want to say joke, but I've, I've been throwing out a lot like, oh, I'm going to be single. I'm going to be single raising a kid, which I will. But I'm going to have so many people in my life, you know, right. <clears throat> And I have, oh, I shouldn't say this, but, say it. <laughs> but I got like, when it, when it comes to the men in my life, I got men that be men, 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 men. like, like, and not just like, oh, strong men. And yeah, you know, we know how to fight. None of that. I'm talking mm-hmm. about men who know what it's like to be a man. Yes. Okay. And there's so much more to teaching, you know, your child, if you have a son what it means to be a man. A man is not just someone who knows how to fight or can be outwardly masculine. A man mm-hmm. is someone who, when they say they're going to do something, they do it. Yes. A man is someone who's reliable. A yes. man is someone who provides. And there's so many different levels of being a man. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really concerned about me being gay, raising a child. Um, I don't think that that matters. Mm-hmm. Um I think love really does um, conquer all, as corny as that sounds. Yeah. And yeah, I, just, I don't, I don't really. But with all respect, that has crossed my mind years ago. I was like, hmm, you know, what if they're missing? Some, what if they'll be missing like a very traditional? And I'm like, girl, it, th- that fucking shit doesn't matter. Because um, ultimately, at the end of the day, I'm a whole entire man. Like, right. there's. <laughs> right there's no like right. so i just feel like that's a little goofy but um yeah but no i get where saucy Santana's coming from um i have no worries in the world that um not even just you know me being gay raising a child any gay man raising a child i don't i don't really you know mm-hmm. but i think a lot of that is also rooted in home um homophobia yeah and there's so many like 
so many homophobic ties when it comes to kids and like gay men that I think is very unfair. And it really, you know, it's, it kind of has plagued us and we're kind of getting out of that. Cause there was be like, even times where they were like, oh, you know, you know, kids shouldn't be, you know, alone with someone who's homosexual or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's such rooted in homophobia. homophobia. Mm-hmm. Um, because everybody I know, even if people who don't want to fucking have kids, they are the sweetest, kindest people. And mm-hmm. I think that's really just ultimately what it boils down to is love and kind, just being a good person. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't have, I'm not worried about being a good dad. And literally nobody in my life is worried about it. Mm-mm. Not at all. Mm-mm. But yeah, that's it. Yeah. No. So what? let me see your face. Put your face up. <laughs> Because I already know. I already know. I mean, listen. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to get crazy because my crazy's for Tracy this week. Oh. I ain't forgot about her. Oh. Um, <laughs> as far as this, you know, the having mixed feelings about a gay single man raising a child. <clears throat> for one, you're right. It's not your business. But more than that. I think, I mean, I feel like I know you in a way no one else does and have a relationship with you no one else does because as the mother of your child, like, I'm as close to, like, a partner that you have. And I think you are the same, like, for me, you know? And so I've, like, we have conversations and we see sides of each other that I don't think anybody else gets to see. Totally. And with that, I will definitely say... I feel like you're by far more of a man than a lot of straight men that I know. Period. Period. <laughs> I mean, the the way that you care about me, you know, Serena, just your ideals, your values, your morals, like all of the really, truly important things, all the things that are going to shape a child and either turn your son into a man or teach your daughter what to look for in a man, you can't beat it. There's so many straight men that I know that don't hold a candle to it, you know, including my own kids' fathers. <laughs> like, like, so. Shots fired? Pew, pew. Pew, 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 pew. pew. <laughs> So, you know, to be worried about a gay man raising a child, I just there's no logic in that. If there, if we're going to have a concern about somebody raising a child, it needs to be based on more than just your sexuality, because your sexuality does not raise a child, period. Your sexuality shouldn't raise your child if you're a good parent. That goes for whether you're straight, gay, or other. Right. So there's a lot of other things that go into, you know, raising a, a decent human being and a decent member of society. On top of the fact that, like, by definition, he's a gay single man, but this child's going to have a straight mother. Like, yes. me. <laughs> me. Me. It's me. <laughs> this kid's going to have a 
a straight mom. Um, like literally 95% of their whole so all their family's will gonna be, be straight. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll be straight. <laughs> yeah. I, Grandpas are straight. Grandmas are straight. Aunties, <laughs> uncle, like everybody's pretty much the straight. The only people who are going to be gay outside of me and this child so far is, you know, Some Uncle friends. Jonathan and yeah. Uncle Caesar. And that's mm-hmm. really that's it. it. Yeah. I can't think of anybody. <laughs> This is such an episode. (laughs) I felt like that's what you were thinking about. Oh my god! Oh my god! Shots fired. Felt like that's what you were thinking because I was thinking it. (laughs) It just dawned on me. I was like, "Well, I was like, is that really it?" (laughs) Wait, two and a half men. <laughs> oh my god i hate us but yeah i feel like most people are going to be straight in this child's life yeah. not like it fucking matters it but really doesn't yeah i don't think they're gonna get so many different um like viewpoints on you know even the married couple in my side of the family and mm-hmm. like so it's like yeah i just don't think that that's Mm-mm. I don't really see the issue. Yeah, no, there's no, there's no real correlation between. I mean, if anything, it makes a child more tolerant, which yeah. I think the world needs more of. So, I don't see a problem. Yeah. So there you go, Nina. That's your answer. And yeah, we don't really. Neither one of us have really. We've been busy <laughs> trying to make a baby, run businesses, stay sane, do a lot of stuff. We have not been paying attention to Saucy Santana or anything he's talking about. At so all. can't really dive too deep into that. But that's our opinion on that. Um, but yeah, if you have any more questions that you want to write into the show, <clears throat> feel free to write us in at lifeinprogressshow at gmail.com. Yes. And we would love <coughs> to hear from you. And should we get into the show? Do you want to do our hypothetical? Oh, shit. You're right. <laughs> Let's do our hypothetical of the week. Yes. So I wrote one for this week. I'll read it. Um, would you want to be able to predict the future with 100% accuracy if each time you did, it meant a memory from your past was erased? Can we choose what, what memory? Mm-mm. Oh shit! <laughs> I, I would do. I would do it. Yeah, I would totally do it. Yeah, hmm. I would, because I would love to be able to predict. Wait, what do you mean predict the future? Like, if you could like look into the future and know, like, oh, this is gonna happen, or this, like, you get a vision of something that's gonna happen in the future. But every time you get a vision of what's gonna happen in the future, a memory from your past goes away. Core memory, good memory, bad memory, oh, whatever. So, for, like, for instance, if. Excuse me, I'm at like a slot machine in Vegas. I could be like, is this gonna make me win? And I and it'll be like ding ding ding, like yeah. just so raven. Or yeah. Just so Yeah, just that, a raven. Mm-hmm. Just a raven. Yep. And I would get there and be like, oh, you're not gonna win. So then one of my, my memories. Yeah, memory is, like a memory, a good memory from like Christmas past or I, something. Ooh. You know what? I would do it <laughs> because I would I would do it. Yeah. 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 Because then I feel like I could I, I mean, I don't think I would use it willy-nilly. Yeah. Because then I'd be like, oh, you know. But then if you're forgetting things, you won't probably know. So I probably would be using it willy-nilly. <laughs> I would just be using it all day long. <laughs> all day long. It could be anything like, 
is there gonna be traffic today? That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and now you can't remember. Now you can't remember Christmas in '95 because <laughs> no. you wanted to know what was going on on the five. <laughs> no, literally, that's how I would probably use it. Like, is there gonna be? That is hilarious. Is that McDonald's is so still serving breakfast? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Things that I could be googling. How I'm many be units like... do I need to order for? It's like, Dad, you got Alzheimer's. Who are you? Right. Oh. Who is this kid? <laughs> well, you used that to know that this so was your funny. child right. until you decided to figure out what the traffic was like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my yeah, God. yeah, I would do that. That is you? so funny. I think, I think I would. I think I would do it. Um, I would, I would want to predict important things. <laughs> but I think I would be okay with erasing memories from the past because I don't know. Like, I mean, I have, I have okay memories from the past, but like, I honestly don't really remember a ton of like monumental things in my life, like from my past. Like most things I know are because I have video and like photographic proof of it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. From like my childhood and stuff. But like, like I have a photographic memory. Yeah. So I can remember what I was wearing. Um, like my mom showed me a photo of um, she, she was looking all month long for this photo. <laughs> it's one of her favorite photos of me. Mm -hmm. And we went to a portrait studio and she was like, she found it. She said, do you remember this photo? I said, yeah. <laughs> and I remember exactly where we were. Yeah. I remember where the portrait studio was. Wow. I remember driving in the car. I remember what day it was. Wow. I remember it was in January. That's I remember um, the conversations we had in the backseat of the car because you turned around, you stopped the car. I said, do I need to get back there with you? <laughs> um, I remember Ooh. everything. So, <laughs> and she was like stunned. She's like, whoa. And I said, That's but she's wild. always stunned whenever I say these things. Yeah. Because she's like, and these are things when I'm like four, yeah. you know. Little, little. Yeah. Super wow. little. And I be knowing ever i be knowing everything that's wild yeah. i do not i am so the opposite i don't remember things the only reason i do is because i have photos of it i can't tell like i can't give you dates and stuff ballpark fig i can't i can't do it i have the worst like long-term memory of like just my life but you know what I don't remember much of my high school mm -hmm. just because it was so traumatic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I literally, I think it's funny how your brain blocks yeah. out certain things. It does. It so really I does. I don't remember that. Yeah. But kid, like young shit, it's nuts because I'll tell my mom and she will be like, you don't remember that. And I said, no, this is what happens. <laughs> yeah. And this is the conversation you That's had. Crazy. And this is the coworker that you were talking to yeah. across the hall. And you had a, a, a frame up right here and you were actually wearing this one brown suit and black, like everything i was like wow. your nail you would have like this red um nail polish and that was because you went to go see this lady at this and i would be able to be like yeah. oh remember String it. Her, yeah. her nail appointment a couple days before oh my god and she would be like stunned that's crazy but it's crazy because that's there's wild. certain things like now i don't know how i can remember those things but there's certain yeah. things now where I don't really remember like yeah. what I did last week. <laughs> right, right. But for some reason, like some hmm. poor memories. As yeah, a they're very vivid. Yeah. Wow. That is amazing. Yeah, nuts. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I would I would erase memories then to predict the future. Cause my brain erases memories now and I don't oh. get to predict the future. <laughs> 
Might as well have something Might to show as well get for something it. Out of right. Out what the traffic's like. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is funny. All right, so now we can uh, take a little break and then hop into our topics for the week. And we are back. So I wanted to kind of share with you guys um, kind of like what my journey through motherhood has been so far as far as my past pregnancies, births, all that kind of stuff. Um, and really because, you know, over the last week or so, as we've gotten, you know, more into this journey and we've like really actually officially started um, down this path, it's kind of made me a little bit more insightful and, excuse me, had me kind of realize some things that I, that I didn't even see before. Um, you know, it, it's this journey for me is kind of becoming like healing in a way, in a way that I didn't even know I needed mm. before, you know, like this really just oh, started. I, like I need to get my tissue. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'll be back. <laughs> uh, he, he really did get up and like go get some tissue. <laughs> so <laughs> I just had to hear the word healing. <laughs> Mind you, this is literally my journey and I am nowhere near crying. <laughs> like <laughs> he wants to like, cry already and hasn't even like heard when people like be like <laughs> They, they start telling like something that's going to be emotional and they be like, so I have a story to tell. And they just start br- busting out. Like, that is totally me. That is so funny. Mind you, I, this isn't a conversation he and I have had at all yet. Some, sometimes when we talk about stuff on here, like it's a, it's a continuation of a conversation we've already had privately, but we haven't talked about this. Um, so yeah, so, you know, when we first started this whole thing, it was really just very simple and straightforward for me. Like, you know, I knew I wasn't having any more children of my own, but I knew physically I could carry more. I, you know, for the most part, enjoy physically being pregnant. Um, and, you know, I had a friend who wanted to have a baby, so I just offered it. But, you know, over the last like week or so, it's really just made me reflect on my own pregnancies. Um, my first, I was 23. No, I was 24. Gave birth when I was 25, like a month after I turned 25. Um, she was, you know, both my kids were planned, but it was probably stupid for me to plan having my first child when I did. I really was not financially in a place to fully support a child in the way you would really need to. Mm-hmm. Her dad was not in a position to do that. I mean, at the time I was, we had, I was born and raised in Orange County. When I got pregnant, he was from LA, born and raised. Um, when I got pregnant, I moved out to LA moved to Inglewood. Yeah. Like literally around the corner from where my parents lived before I was born. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it was like literally like a block away, like full circle. Yeah. So moved moved 
to be with him. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Moved out there to be with him. At this point, you guys are like canoodling. You guys yeah. are in love. Yes. Lovebirds. Right. Romance. <laughs> romance. Everything. Flowers, okay. rainbows, gotcha. all of it. Yeah. So we were together um, at this age, and I don't, I don't say this to, you know, be negative or disparage him or anything like that. But I, at where I am now as a 34 year old woman, if I was here, then we would have never even been together. Probably. Mm-hmm. We just are not the same people. The things that I require in a man is not what he was. Um, but we were together in love, all that stuff moved out to LA when I was pregnant. We had a little one bedroom apartment, had a car that my sister's now ex-husband gave to us everything in the apartment was mine and it was you know it was one of those situations you're 24 yeah exactly exactly you know like that's yeah we're all the same right you know like <laughs> right honestly i yeah. think at 24 where was i oh yeah just, <laughs> just realized. leaving new york just got arrested <laughs> fighting an assault charge leaving rikers island and literally you. living in an attic in New yeah, Jersey. that is Because that's all I could afford at the time. Yeah. And none of the furniture was mine. Yep. It was that type of situation. I was right. running in a room. My Borrowing cousin everything, lived on renting. the second floor. Yeah. Because um, he was studying dance at the time. And yeah, like you're 24. Yeah. Like, that's just, that's the norm. That's the norm, honestly. And it's so wild, not to cut you off, but no, like, it's fine. wild that like people be, be like, oh, I need to have my shit... You don't have anything figured out at 24. No, you really don't. And that's why I tell people on my show, like, please don't commit to somebody right now because you change. You're a completely different person when you get into your 30s. Totally. You're not the same person. Totally. So like so different. What you think you're going to love or the the people you're going to like want to marry, that ain't who you want to be married to or connected to later on in life. Totally. Totally different. Enjoy life as much as you can mm-hmm. in your 20s. Exactly. It, it really, that is really what you should do. Because you just, you don't, you aren't established financially, emotionally, mentally. None of it. None Girl, of my it. credit was bad, honey. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Child, it's like a 300. Right. <laughs> you Ooh, check child. your score, they say you ain't got none. <laughs> they, they was, I couldn't do shit. Okay. <laughs> that is so funny. But yeah, so, you know, I was, I was spending that pregnancy in a one-bedroom apartment in Inglewood with barely anything. Um... And I was doing February, end of February, and I found out he was cheating December, and I left him that day. Yeah, you told me. <laughs> it's not funny, but I'm like. I took everything in that damn apartment. <laughs> I left his clothes in the liner to the shower because those are the only things. No, I thought you said you took the liner. Or no, no, I did. I did. You're right. I did. I took the liner. I left. There was something that was his. Like literally one thing. I took like, the light took bulbs. Every, you took the light bulbs? I did. Yeah. I took the light bulbs. I said, no, I took, damn, I took the, the rings that hold the <laughs> shower curtain on. I took those. I took everything that was mine. And it really was. Like everything except his clothes and like a couple pots and pans from his mama. Yeah. And so, you know, I spent majority of my pregnancy in a little crappy apartment. 
I spent the last couple months back in my parents' house. Um, you know, brought her home to my parents' house, was instantly a single mom doing everything myself. I mean, the car again, we shared a car, which was from my brother-in-law, which meant he didn't now have a car. Oh yeah. So he was dependent on others to bring him from LA to Orange County to come see her. See baby. Yeah. So it was really like me doing it. And so that was my experience with my first child. And then How old was he? We're the same age. Gotcha. We're um, He's a Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All your baby daddies is Capricorn. All my baby daddies is Capricorns. Yes. <laughs> yes. Every, all three of y'all. <laughs> Except they're December ones, and we we all know how December Capricorns are. Yeah, yeah, they different. So <laughs> only January ones are, are are the right kind. So <laughs> but yeah, so he's his birthday's right around Christmas, and then mine is January, mid-January. So we're literally like a couple weeks apart. Um but you know, that was my first experience. Um, luckily, that birth was easy. That birth was great. But then, you know, I got pregnant with Lola. <clears throat> um, that whole marriage was tumultuous and chaotic. And, you know, we weren't very, it just wasn't very stable and, and secure and all of the things that you should have just in life, you know, Um I had a very, very difficult birth and the, my birth was hard because the doctor that I had, I had only seen him for a few weeks. Now, the reason was because originally we were using a birth center, which is not traditional hospital doctor sort of situation Mm -hmm. but um when you are finding a doctor when you're pregnant most doctor pretty much all doctor policies are that you have to be with that doctor by like week 20 and so if you're over 20 weeks pregnant typically a doctor will not take you on as a new pregnant patient gotcha so but don't you need that to do a birth center no, you don't need a doctor. You need a midwife. Okay, gotcha. Yes. So midwives are for birth centers. Gotcha. So, um, which are still licensed medical professionals. They're just not yeah. OBGYNs. Because if, if something goes wrong, they still need to take you to the hospital. Yes, you still do go to the hospital. Doctors take over from there. Um, so around 30-something weeks, I had to switch from a birth center to a OBGYN medical setting because most doctors don't take you after 20 weeks typically what happens is birth centers have a pre-contracted relationship with a designated OBGYN so if they have a patient that's at a birthing center that has to switch over either has to or wants to switch over to OBGYN care past the 20 week mark they have a doctor already that you can go to, they will accept you, X, Y, Z. I think yeah. that's what I meant, because that's what I was under. It, there is a doctor. Yes, there is. Attached, yes, absolutely. Guess, to the birth center. Yes, gotcha. yes, there is. Or a group of doctors. Yes. And so I started seeing this doctor with like weeks before my due date. So, you know, we didn't have a relationship. I didn't know this doctor. It wasn't like they'd been, you know, monitoring my care from the beginning. Um, and, 
you know, that was, I feel, one of <clears throat> the reasons why my birth was so, you know, traumatic and difficult. Um, I ended up having to have a C-section. I chose to be induced because I was so sick during pregnancy. And again, just having such an unstable existence and life throughout this pregnancy and the high stress that I was going through did not make being sick within my pregnancy easier. High stress from what? My husband. Gotcha. Yeah. Just him and who he was, how he moved, how he behaved, like just all of him mm -hmm. made life very unpredictable, very high stress, very chaotic and disorderly. Um, and you Can know, I ask mm -hmm. when did like that stress, <clears throat> like when did he kind of, I guess, start switching up? Was it in during pregnancy? It really felt like it was, <sighs> it felt like it was as soon as I got pregnant. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I know. <laughs> Ain't shit. I know. Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is such, this is, and it's why it frustrates me when people are like, pick better men to have kids. Because honestly, but you, like, they okay. be switching as soon as you are pregnant or, and if it's not while you're pregnant, it's as soon as you have that baby. When I tell you, there's someone else I know whose baby daddy did the exact same thing mm -hmm. and disappeared. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. You begged this woman to have this to have a goddamn baby. Listen, and you said she was going to do this, she was going to do this, gonna, and then you yep. fucking disappeared. Yeah, and then on top of it, he was doing stuff, sending people to her house to physically threaten her. That's crazy. And I'm like, yeah, it has to be. It has to be something's going. Something's up. Something because it doesn't make any fucking sense. None. And it's it crazy just, to it's me. It's so maddening to me, but yeah. go ahead. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, because we were married for a minute. You know, as soon as we got married, he wanted kids. And I was like, no, like, we're going to wait. Like, I, I want my oldest to get a little older first. I want us to kind of get into the rhythm of being married first. Like, and we got Lily married. Was four she was about four by the time. Yeah. She's four in a few months by the time Lola was born. And, you know, he and I got married really quick. So. You know, I at least wanted to be together for a minute. It wasn't like we were together for five years, then got married. And, okay, now let's have a baby. We yeah. still were newly together. So yeah. it's like, let me wait it out just a little bit. So it was like a year and a half in our marriage before I got pregnant. And then once I got pregnant, it was just everything just kind of started spiraling. Um, and so, you know, I... I electively got induced i was due my due date was may 5th um i got induced i went to the hospital on may 4th um and my induction kind of didn't go all the way right her head wasn't positioned correctly and so she was basically like her head was hitting my cervix mm -hmm. every time i would contract which would swell my cervix <clears throat> which is counterintuitive because you're supposed to your cervix needs to dilate and open up but if it's swelling, it's closing. Oh, yeah. So gotcha. it was working against itself. So all as it would dilate, it would also swell. So it would just kind of oh. stay constant. So big old like they I put gave me Benadryl, all sorts of different things to try to get things under control first. Didn't work. By May six, <laughs> two days later, I'm like, just see, give me a C-section. So I had a C-section. Um, and the doctor was the, the operating doctor was the doctor that I had been referred to from my birth center. Um, 
after I remember I was very drugged. I had Benadryl in my system still, which was through an IV, which, Oof. child, there is no drug on this planet like yeah, Benadryl like through an IV. Um, like the second they gave me that shit, I was like, all right, see y'all later. Like, I was, I'm surprised they, like, you don't want to go to sleep? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was donezo. Yeah, so they, they gave me that, and then... Woke up from that. It didn't do what it, we wanted it to do. So then we did the C-section, which meant more drugs. I already had a epidural. I already had Pitocin. Now I'm getting more for the C-section. Like, I was very drugged up. But I do remember hearing the doctor say to, I believe, the uh, anesthesiologist something. After, after Lola was born, they said something to the effect of like trying to beat their best time when it came to stitching me back up. Right. Mm. And when you have a C-section, you have to, your body does not naturally expel the placenta the way you would with a vaginal birth. So they have to physically remove the, the placenta in all of the parts of it, or you can have problems. So they, you know, stitch me back up, take me to recovery, Go back and up. that's a lot of levels of stitching. A lot. Yeah. A lot. Because it's the uterus, mm -hmm. then the abdomen, mm -hmm. then the skin. Mm -hmm. Yes. Maybe there might be something else, but yeah. I know it's three different yeah. layers. There's a lot of layer muscle and yeah. fat and tissue and yeah, t organs, all of it. So they do all of that, open me up, stitch me back up. I get to recovery for like an hour or so. Then after that, I go up to... Um, what would be like my like your permanent room that you stay in for a few days by chance this doctor another doctor a black woman thank the lord who was not even a maternity doctor i, I forget why she was there that day but she just was she came into my room and typically what they do after um after you give birth in general whether it's vaginal or c-section they massage your, your, your lower abdomen to kind of help your, your uterus and everything kind of start to contract back down. Oof. Yeah. So she's massaging me. And as she massages me, I just start bleeding and I'm starting to hemorrhage. And she, I will never forget this pain. <laughs> she stuck her entire hand up my, my body <clears throat> to pull blood clots out of my uterus. And like I'm freshly stitched up and a adult human hand is going back up my vagina to pull blood clots out. And I, I, I think I blacked out cause it was, it was very spotty. And I just remember they had to take me back down to the OR. They had to do a DNC on me. Um, they what had is to, DNC mean? uh, DNC is basically like, um, I forget, I forget the, the words it stands for, but it's basically like vacuuming out what they should have taken out originally. Yeah. So they got the blood clots out. They got out the placenta that they should have gotten out before all There's of that. still some more placenta in there. Mm -hmm. Lord Jesus. Yeah. He didn't clean me all the way out properly. So how the fuck you leave? Placenta? It's a big ass thing. Cause when, I guess when you're trying to make your best time, you miss things. Lord. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I, has she not come like five minutes late? Like had she come five minutes later, I probably would have been dead. So the beginning of my experience as a mother on top of that really difficult pregnancy was this, you know, I'm, I, I didn't get to spend my child's first 
few days of her life with her. She was in a nursery while I was in ICU. Nuts. And I convinced the doctor, or my nurse rather, to bring her down to me. But you're really not supposed to have new babies in ICU, you know, it's germs and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I got to have her at least a couple hours. But it just, that journey didn't start the way that it was supposed to, mm-hmm. you know. And even with that, me and her dad, we ended up, we, we were together still after that, but it was, it was not enjoyable. <laughs> I wasn't there in that relationship happy, you know? Um, and so I've just really had not the greatest pregnancies, not the greatest, um, births when it comes to Lola at least. And, you know, after pregnancy has always been unfortunate. And so, you know, I've kind of realized this is going to be the one and only time I do actually get to enjoy a pregnancy and a birth the way I deserve to, Yeah, you know, cause I, I was robbed of those before, which sucks because they're both, they were both planned. It wasn't like, oops, this was an accident. Let's, you know, piece this together and make the best of it and yeah. do whatever we can. It was like, these were planned pregnancies. These were with two men that asked for these children and wanted these children. And they both let me down in huge ways, you know? And so I feel like this time I get to just enjoy it. I get to not stress. I get to feel safe. I get to, you know, have the medical care that makes me feel comfortable and that I want to have, not because that's all I can get or that's, you know, I'm forced into it or, you know, that's the only option. Um, You know, I know afterwards it's not going to be a high stress, miserable situation for me. Um, And I think it's, I'm realizing how important it is for me to get to experience that at least once, Yeah, you know, and I'm not having any more of my own children. So I really wouldn't be able to, if it weren't for this, you know, that those two would have just been the story. And that would have been my only experiences. I would have never been able to look back on any pregnancy and, appreciate all of it i mean hell my birth my baby shower with lola i you know i got mind you i was sick the entire time throwing up every day like i was i was late to that shower by like a good hour because it was in glendale and i i had to keep pulling over because i was dizzy and throwing up and everything else i get there i you know i made a speech to everyone thanking them for coming and you know even to my ex-husband i you know i said some kind things about him and was grateful and appreciative to him when really i shouldn't have been and it was a blowing a bunch of smoke he grabbed the mic and said what she said that was his response <laughs> what she said Oh my God. Yeah, and it's like you ungrateful prick. Like I should have known then. I should have known before then, but I really should have known then. <laughs> <laughs> like that was, the, you know. So that was kind of my experience with just pregnancy and birth and all that kind of stuff. And I just know I deserved better in so many ways. Yeah. And if it weren't for this experience, I wouldn't have the chance to have better. Which makes me even 
I think it's what frustrates me even more about certain comments, like the one that was on your Snapchat about how I'm going to regret having a kid with you Mm -hmm. and people questioning, you know, you being a gay man and all of these things, raising a child, because I'll tell you what, this is by far the best experience that I've had. And it's directly because of you, (laughs) you know, um, there's not a second I would regret having a child with you and sharing this experience with you. And if being raised by you either creates a daughter that finds a man like you and seeks a man like her father, or it creates a son that knows how to treat women like that, then the world is all the better for it. So that's why I have strong feelings about (laughs) so many things when it comes to you and when it comes to just this experience in general. Um, But yeah, it's 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 really been healing. It has really been healing. And I look forward to, you know, all the rest of it. So, no, like it's part of like um, last Sunday when I came back from. Uh, the barbecue i had like a family barbecue and um it was weird because i just wasn't in the right headspace to like enjoy company that was outside of my own family yeah you were saying that um i just really wanted to be around my mom and my dad and that was really it yeah i mean of course my aunt you know like close family yeah getting to know and it's really no shade to my cousins but being like oh you know we met at a beyonce concert or something like (laughs) right i don't I'm not in the headspace to get to know you right now. Yeah. I don't want to talk to you. Yes. I want to be around my mom and my dad. Very insular. Because I knew coming home, it was the eve on when we started this whole process. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm just going to light my candles. I'm about to pray hard body mm-hmm. on my, at my altar yeah and i pray every night but like this was like a different like i was like yeah. it's day one y'all yeah. right and um part of like you know every prayer that i say is like of course you know i want a good mix of <laughs> boy embryos and girl, girl embryos, embryos you know but <laughs> chromosomally, chromosomally right. perfect and you know genetically right. this and i always pray for like you know <laughs> financial comforts um but part of it is i pray for a, a healthy pregnancy but a happy pregnancy yeah. and yeah. um yeah here we go it's just really important for me i appreciate that yeah because i got to thinking like it's weird how like um and maybe this is not a good thing (laughs) but because i don't think you should have kids maybe to heal yourself Mm -hmm. but there's a healing in this process, even yes. for me, like you say it, but yeah. even for me, like <clears throat> my mom was, I mean, I laugh about this a lot, <laughs> but about, yeah, 2013, I got my medical records from when I was born. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and for the longest, nurses used to kind of like joke and be like, for a baby who's, you know, barely a year old, your medical record's so thick and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. 
And so I'm looking at it and I knew my mom was on drugs. Yeah. I didn't know how many she was on. Right. But I guess at time of birth, um, in my system alone, I had methamphetamine, cocaine, um, not heroin, but like an opioid, mm-hmm. um, marijuana, and that's all I think they were they saw yeah <clears throat> so because of that i was in the the icu for 13 months That's i never crazy. left i never went home i yeah. didn't go home to anybody you know i didn't <clears throat> get a chance to i don't know you didn't celebrate have, your first birthday yeah Jesus. so it's like that whole pregnancy i'm sure was like super wild mm-hmm. um and i just remember like as a kid i said you know I said as a kid, I said, you know, if when it's time for me to become a dad, that's never going to happen. Yeah. And not saying like, oh, drugs, but like, I don't want my child's introduction to be trauma yeah i don't want the pregnancy to be trauma i don't yeah. want the the process to be a traumatic thing but if, if i can fucking control it as much yeah. as i can exactly now, shit might you know we don't know right we can't control everything we can't control everything but in my power i'm going to try to control as much as i possibly can yeah so that's why it's really important for us to have like a help like a happy definitely a healthy pregnancy but like a happy joyous one yeah you know, and there's so many, like we said before, there's so many aspects of just this whole process that is just not that enjoyable. Yeah. You know, like yeah. we don't really have autonomy over our own bodies, it seems. Yeah. Like there's so many aspects that it just kind of really takes the joy out of it. So yeah. like any moment we can find <clears throat> like a moment to enjoy, I think is really important. Yeah. So I completely agree. I yeah. mean, you even, you know, I don't think you, I don't know if you talked about it on your podcast or not, but you know, when you were talking to Brisa about, um, or not, not Brisa, you were talking to Gab- Gabby about just like different things you were thinking about when it came to me and my pregnancy and just the comfort aspect of it. You know, she was even saying like, what that's oh, yeah. like, people don't ask, men don't ask that, you know, and men don't think about that. And it's true. It really is true. And so to, you know, go into this, it really was very just like, oh, I'm just going to do this for him. And, you know, it is what it is. It's just a body. Like, he needs a body to do this, so I'm going to do it. And that's it's just black and white. But the more we get into it, the more it is so not black and white. And it really is such a deeper experience for, I think, both of us. And, you know, just very, very healing. Very Mm. healing. So. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm excited to kind of go through. But there's, like, also little aspects, like, (laughs) Even when the um, the fertility clinic, they're like, oh, well, you don't have to be here for this. And I'm like, I'm going to every appointment. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a fuck what we're doing. Yeah. I don't care if it's just to yeah. just come in here and pee in a cup or I whatever. Know. Like, I'm going to be there. Yeah. Like, I know. Even tomorrow. of the way. Every, tomorrow. Yeah. I texted them and I was like, I was like, it's just like an ultrasound. It's literally like they'll stick a wand up my vagina for two minutes, <laughs> if that, and be on with it. Um, I was like, I'll just FaceTime you if you want. Yeah. You're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, I'm not, like, it, you're not, like, you need this. But, like, <clears throat> I don't know. Like, I think there's comfort in just knowing 
someone's there. Yeah. You know, like sometimes even if you go to the hospital or whatever, you may not be in the room, but just knowing someone's in the waiting room. Yeah. You know, yeah. like someone's in a you're not there by yourself and there's so many people uh, that I'm looking at through the <laughs> Facebook groups we in. Right. They be really just by themselves. Yeah. And they're okay with it. Yeah. And I'm just like I can't wrap my head around just being like, all right, cool, have my baby. Let me know. I'll be there right. in ten days before. Yeah. Let me know ten days before the due date. I'll I'll right. get you up. Yeah. I'll come uh, pick my kid up. <laughs> it's just it's so transactional, and I'm just yeah. not a transactional person. Yeah. As business minded as I am, as as all that as I am, I'm mm-hmm. such a not yes. that personally. Yeah. So like, yeah, I can't imagine it any other way. I know. I agree. I know. I I look at the stuff in these groups, and I'm like, oh my god, this is crazy. I would yeah. never. There's a million reasons why I just wouldn't be a surrogate for like a random person. <laughs> but <laughs> to see this, see it on such an intimate, like insider level, mm-hmm. the things these women go through and talk about, and like, it's just, it's wild to me. Hell, I was even, <laughs> I was reading in another group. I don't think you're in this group, but there was another group that someone was talking about their their contract, the same one we were just working on the other day. And um, I think mine is like 22 pages. And they were talking about like 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 pages worth of documentation. Mm -hmm. And I made some, I wrote a comment like, oh my gosh, I thought my 22 pages was long. That's, this is, you know, these responses are wild. And somebody was like, I would be seriously concerned if um, my document was 22 pages. I was like, oh no. I said, this is a friend. I said, honey, this is probably... 21 more pages than we actually need. Yeah. <laughs> and the only reason why it's so short is because there's no compensation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So even um, my cousin, she has done surrogacy, I think, twice. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> she did share her contract with me, but mm-hmm. it was like, it's like 40 pages. Yeah. Hers is about 40 pages or mm-hmm. so. And I was like, yo, even when I got yeah. ours done, I was like, not 20 pages for some damn eggs. Yeah, I know. You know, and they think, it, but I, a lot of it just has to do with like, there is no compensation mm-hmm. and there's no escrow involved and there's yes. no like um, first payment, second payment, right. blah, all that type of stuff. Yeah. So um, I do know that our surrogacy agreement will be more like in depth, mm-hmm. but like the egg donation, when I was like, damn, this is crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I'm... I got my money's worth, I guess. Honestly, <laughs> if she would have hit me with a, a two pager, I would have been like, "Right now, we're John. Right now, thing. right now, we know why they was talking about. No, we can't just send this over. Because I'm thinking, like, don't you have like a little template? You can just put my name on, send it over. Like, That's what my dad said. <laughs> you know, my dad. Of course, already like trying to fight them too. We, right? <laughs> we can go on legal Zoom. <laughs> no, why did my dad say legal Zoom? <laughs> no, he said this, this podcast brought to you by legal, legal Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that is hilarious yeah like it's just such an impersonal thing like something that is so intimate something that is so personal and special becomes so incredibly transactional it's wild to me and i'm like i just every time i read something in one of those groups i just thank my lucky stars oh my god me too that is not us oh my god me too me too me too me too me too makes me so hashtag me too hashtag me too (laughs) 
<laughs> no, literally, I'm just so... Yeah. Th- and sometimes it makes me hesitant on even commenting on anything because I don't want it to be like, uh-huh. look at you, bitches. Right, exactly. Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, like uh, I'm not us, can't relate. Like, like yeah. Because even, <clears throat> I have like, even family members who are wanting to create kids and, you know, same sex, you know, I guess, like, excuse me, there won't be just two extra gay people in my child's <laughs> life. There'll be four. There's a few gays. Um, <laughs> there's a couple gays. And they're talking, you know, they're like, one is she's um, black and then her wife is Native American. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about, like, they can't find Native American, like, sperm mm-hmm. and stuff. And just kind of navigating that. Yeah. And then so even what how they're navigating this, it's like, I try to not talk i try to let it you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. i don't ever want to come off like solomon has it so easy right you know what i'm saying which right. this is still like a struggle this is still like an adjustment yeah. it's not a fucking cakewalk right. but at the same time in you know correlation to other people's journeys yeah. it's far more better yeah like, totally like yeah i couldn't ask for anything i really couldn't ask for anything yeah but you and i were talking about manifestation and <clears throat> the wild thing is, um, I got to thinking about this like two nights ago. I knew, I, I don't want to say I was like wanting to be a dad at like a young age, but I would say like when I was a teenager-ish, that's when like the thoughts of like, well, I can't wait to be a dad. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. I knew I was never going to get married. Yeah. I never, in my visions, I never thought like I'm going to get married. Mm-hmm. And I for sure never thought I was going to be heterosexual. <laughs> but in my mind, right. I'd imagine this type of relationship yeah. to where like I would still care for her yeah. as if she were my wife or something. Right. But I didn't want to get, I didn't want none of those things, but it right. was like, all right. So, yeah, you know, watching what we eat and trying right. to find ways to do this, yep. and, you know, all these like things that I right. in my mind and it's so <laughs> yeah. wild that it's kind of unfolding, Yeah, but it's not, um, <clears throat> it's not different from what I expected it to be. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I also think, I think, you know what it really is? Um, As much as I really be joking (laughs) with this man, but me and my dad are very similar, but I think my dad, it's wild because he did not raise me at a young age. He didn't come Mm -hmm. into my life till I was 10 years old. Mm -hmm. But he just, I think he would always tell me things like, all right, so a man is supposed to do this. This is what a man is supposed to do. Man, 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 man. And it was never like stupid shit. Like they need to be able to throw a good punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of that. Yeah. It was all like about principles and like how to build your character. Right. And so he would always say that shit, but he would do it. Yes. So he would say it, but I would see it. You would see it. And I would exactly. see how he would treat my mom and treat, <clears throat> see how he treated other people in the family right. and the type of care and just like concern. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's my firsthand experience. Yep. So I don't even know what it's like to be like, all right, well, right. you pregnant, bye. I see you. Right. <laughs> my dad, right. when my mom, um, <laughs> they have a baby together. So when <clears throat> they had... Um, when she was pregnant with Desi, she, he was in the mili- He was in the Navy at the time, and he would typically go on like six month long out right. to see things. Right. And th- when my mom got pregnant, he was like trying. He was like, "I can't be out to see that long. Yeah. Yeah. My wife is pregnant. Yep. Like none of it." And. I love that. He was not even really out to sea. He was just out in the bay. And right. Like probably, maybe not out in the bay, but like he was- Damn near docked. Not too far <laughs> off from San Diego. Right. Um, not, you know, in Asia right. where he usually been. Yeah. 
So, um, my mom had to be induced and like there have the baby way earlier than expected. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, get me on a helicopter. I need to get to the hospital. Just Mm -hmm. was like, so just on the line. He had already like all of our, um, like his side of the family that was based in San Diego. Right already kind of like established to support my mom yeah. while he was just just not like you know but he right. wasn't like at a six month out yeah, to he was see. across the street he was there but he yeah. already he's planned since fa- finding out my mom was pregnant like yeah. all right so i need to make sure that these key players are there and just kind of and yeah. i'm like that's that's, that's what i saw and yeah. that's what a man is supposed to do so like yes. the fact that like i'm running into men who be like oh yeah just i'm like don't be another appointment. What the fuck? Right. It's yeah. It's crazy. And my dad worked on yeah. um, two jobs actually. Yeah. He didn't miss one appointment. Yep. He just was there, you know, just hands on. And yeah. So it's like <clears throat> those. That's how I view it, and that's um, I can't imagine doing anything the other way. Yeah. I like I that. really cannot imagine being like, all right, so um. <laughs> Well, just let me know when. Call me if you need me. If I'm available, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Wild. Even in some of the um, the contracts that I'm working on with for the surrogacy stuff, mm-hmm. um, my lawyer's like, okay, so um, what if you're if you're not at the hospital at time of birth? I said, well, I'll why be would in I the car? Right. I, I mean, I may not be there. Like. Right when it starts but unless her water breaks and she gives birth within a 45 minute span uh yeah it's it's i mean you know right she was like yeah but some people just they won't be there for like a few weeks and i'm like okay but no that has nothing to do with me <laughs> that's what right that's wild no but she was like no it's, it happens like people just be like oh yeah i'll be there in a couple weeks or you know, take care of the baby till I get there. My schedule doesn't really permit for travel or blah, blah, blah. I'm like... That is wild. Which is another reason why I'm so blessed that, like, we live not that far away. Yeah. And literally, the reason why I picked this home was because I wanted somewhere in between my parents... And me. And then you. Yeah. Otherwise, if it wasn't for that, I really wouldn't be here. Right. Exactly. And I can't wait to leave. Right. So I could go live with some right. with my white people, right? My fellow Caucasians. <laughs> <laughs> like the only thing I think, and I say this now, and I'm sure my emotions would change like the day of. But <clears throat> what I really want is I really want to go get my hair cut first. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm like, all right, we got about like you know 12, 13, 14 hours right. or so. Like okay, I, I'm, I'm gonna be able freshen to get up it. real quick because I feel like I want my first pictures with my actual child like yeah. at least a fresh doobie yeah you know like yes no, i don't want to be looking crazy i feel you I so feel i'm you. like let me just i'm like in my mind it told somebody that they're like you're really thinking about getting a hair i said yes because i need to i want my first pictures with my child to be fresh dad looks like he ain't been weathering the storm right <laughs> Like, I, I guess it. MK, right before she gave birth to North, mm-hmm. she got a bikini wax. That is so funny. She said, can we stop real quick? And <laughs> just... We just work around, work around the broken water. <laughs> work around. I'll let you know I'm going to have a contraction. You can duck. <laughs> All right, it's coming. Duck. Duck. 
<laughs> oh my god did you know the first time so with lily my water broke um <laughs> my stupid ass i thought i was peeing on myself for like hours <laughs> it wasn't just like whoosh it was yeah it broke and i remember crying because i was so big and miserable and i felt like i had lost control of 90 percent of my body at that point but then it broke and every time i would have a contraction water would you know come out i thought it was my bladder being squeezed and i was like fuck now i can't even control my bladder i'm peeing all over the place every time i have a contraction <laughs> and i was like wait stupid this is your amniotic fluid <laughs> now i'm thinking that for a whole hour like yeah for a minute <laughs> i was stupid ass i was running back and forth between my bed and my bathroom like damn it <laughs> stupid oh, oh lord yeah i couldn't imagine squeezing a wax in <laughs> Said, let me just go get my little wax real quick wax. that's so but yeah funny. i'm gonna try to if i can get my hair cut yeah is there any like thing that you like ritual or like you know what i'm saying like you know people are like oh i'm gonna get my hair my full face beat yeah you know, i don't or, like makeup i don't believe i think wearing makeup when you're having a baby is crazy because mm -hmm. first of all you're sweating so i need to be able to wipe the sweat off my face now that you use, use that spray i got upstairs <laughs> That spray was good. Yeah. That was mm -hmm. really good. You might be able to do it. <laughs> and like, and I have, I've always like snuggled my babies, yeah. you know, and I couldn't imagine getting makeup on my new baby. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. Huh? You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I so I, that. yeah, like the new baby smell is just like everything. So I just snuggle up in my babies. So not that, but um, I like to like at least have my hair like partway like done. Like with, Lo with Lily, I had braids had box braids with Lola. I had my natural hair was just cornrowed back and that was fine. Um, just as long as it's not like wild and all over the place. Yeah, That's really all I care about. I, t I get waxed regularly, so I'll probably keep doing that throughout pregnancy. Um, and yeah, other than that, I don't really, I don't really trip. I'm very low maintenance when it comes yeah. to that kind of stuff. Yeah. You seem very low maintenance. Yeah. I, I feel like from our discussions, like you don't care so much about like, all that shit as you are more mm -hmm. concerned on like i guess the medical side or like the yeah. more other side right things. yeah, yeah <clears throat> exactly like i'm more tuned into like all the medical needs making sure are we doing this or are we doing that make sure this is done make sure we have that that sort of stuff so yeah. everything else is well, who knows? Maybe I'll have a haircut. Maybe I won't. I'd probably be too excited to be like, fuck that haircut. I love it. It probably won't be the day of, but we'll know when, when she's come or yeah. she or he or she. I'm we'll know when they're probably, coming. I'm going to tell my barber. I have two barbers already on deck. Yes. So they already know, like, you know, just. I love it. Be on call. I'm going to be acting crazy because he's like, I don't really work these days. I'm like, <laughs> and this, this is why I don't really fuck with you. Anymore, right. Because now <laughs> See? you up your prices. Right. Look how you act. You don't really want to work. Like, right. The girls don't want to work. They don't. Mm mm. Nope. Not like our black queen. Hello. <laughs> Kim. Kimberly Noel. Kimberly. <laughs> Kimberly Tubman. Kimberly. <laughs> she do be fan of niggas. I'm telling you. <laughs> Kimberly is it. Oh, Kimberly. <laughs> oh my God. We're insane. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, so 
that is um, my my journey through motherhood and, you know, why this journey is so important to me and why I'm realizing it's so important. So, yeah. That's good. Yeah. And move right along. And we are back. Um, so we get a lot of questions, um, and, and rightfully so. It's so kind of new to me as well. Just about like the process of this whole thing. Well, there's so many moving parts, so many different segments. Um, so the segment that we're in right now is we are preparing for egg retrieval. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really no, it's really not to be funny and no shade, but in my, (laughs) one of my little Facebook groups, one guy was like, Oh, you know, (laughs) I wanted, I want to have a baby, but I just found out that in order to do surrogacy, you need to do IVF. (laughs) And (laughs) yeah, (laughs) girl, how else? What's it going to (laughs) happen? So, um, I just kind of want to give a rundown of kind of really how, everything happens so how you know how should we say this so before we got started we had to have you know two d- different lawyers for you and i mm-hmm. um that is not by choice that is just right. the fertility clinic <laughs> and that's what they expect yeah yep so once that's done we need to have like a egg donation agreement Um, And what we're talking about is traditional surrogacy. So there's two different types. There's gestational surrogacy, which is two women involved, Mm -hmm. one woman being the egg donor, the other woman being the gestational carrier, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. the surrogate. So it's three people involved, the the dad or the, the semen and two women. So that's kind of what gestational surrogacy is. What we're doing is traditional surrogacy in the terms of like the same person who's also donating the eggs is also carrying the baby. Mm -hmm. Um, In a lot of states, surrogacy is not actually legal. Yeah. And California is the most lenient um, surrogacy state in the United States. Mm -hmm. But even in some of the states in the United States that surrogacy is legal, traditional is illegal Mm -hmm. so what we're doing we can't yeah it's not we wouldn't be able to do yeah and there's something i forget how it folds into all of this but something about the compensation of it as well like i think there's some states where you can do it but not for compensation yeah yeah so it's all sorts of different weird things it's a lot of legalities to be able to use your own body so many but with that being said um what we're talking about is from our perspective will be from a traditional surrogacy perspective Mm -hmm. so this is our first week um of our ivf cycle and basically we're just preparing for egg retrieval so the day one which was monday Mm -hmm. basically um would you like to explain basically sure. what that appointment looked like? Yeah. So um, it's so funny because we there's some there's some clinics that basically just nat- wait for your period to naturally start. And then whenever it comes within the first like one first to third day of your cycle, they bring you in. 
They do um, an intravaginal uh, ultrasound and uh, blood work and all that stuff. And then they start you on your medication. Other clinics like ours, um, they will control your cycle. So they'll put you on birth control <clears throat> for a specific amount of time. And then uh, birth control pills. They'll have you skip the placebo week. And then on a certain day, they'll tell you to stop taking the pills so that a number of days after that, your period starts um, on kind of more of a predicted day. And then you continue on with the cycle. And it's funny because Monday was the appointment. And I was like, oh, shit, my cycle still hasn't started. But I broke out. <laughs> I had my two pimples that I always get before my period. And I, I told the doctor, I said, my cycle hasn't started yet, but I have my, 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 my bumps. And sure enough, when I got home, like a couple hours later, it had started. <laughs> it was very on time. So, um, so yeah, so, so I started my birth control, stopped it on the day they told me to stop. Monday we went in, um, we did the intravaginal ultrasound, which basically showed my, uh, you could see my cervix, uterus, both of my ovaries. And within my ovaries is something called the follicles which there are multiple inside of each ovary. And as you get older, there's less and less. And um, we counted each follicle because each follicle is like a little pod. And they each have a potential to harvest an egg. So if you have 10 follicles on your left side, that means you can potentially harvest 10 eggs from that side. Um so they want to count how many follicles you have just to get an approximation of how many eggs they may be able to um, take from your body. So we did that. Um, how many do we have? Like 20 something? 23. 23. Yeah. Between both sides, um, which is a good number. That was about the amount I had in my first cycle last year. Last month's cycle was a little different. It was a different clinic. I don't know how they were counting. Maybe they were counting by twos. But, <laughs> but we got a very different number. Yeah. <laughs> so that was weird. Um, but I was glad to, you know, this time to be back in the 20s. Because I was in the high teens with my last and I was like, oh shit, am I losing? You know what I think it was? Hmm. Praying grandmother. Because I told my mom. There you go. Her, her post-it note and I said, mom, you got to pray for <laughs> boy embryos and girl and embryos. Girl embryos. And what? Genetically <laughs> tested with no chromosomal abnormalities and she Bam. wrote that down I literally on two post-it notes and said all right i'll pray every day about this a praying grandmother so the power of like, yeah it probably was <laughs> it an was oversight her. with the doctor <laughs> but it was really my mom yes. up there for real i know she was up I in love them it. prayers i love it that is so funny so yeah so we had we had some good numbers that was great news and um the doctor basically, you know, we did the blood draw and they looked at my levels and basically let me know that later on in the day when results came back from my blood samples that they would let me know if we were a yay or a nay to start that evening. And I got an email around four something that said my levels were within range and that we could start. So um, I started with a oral pill as well as. Um, an injection. You take an oral pill every day? It was for the first five days. Wow. Mm -hmm. It was two for the first five days. I forget what it was called. I looked it up. It's actually a pill. They use it for like 
suppression, like cancer treatment. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it, it suppresses some sort of hormone. I'll, I'll give you the name of it when I get home. Um, yeah, it it was it was a pill that I took two of them every evening for the first five days, and wow. as well as my. Uh, Follistim. My Follistim injection. Yeah. So I started Monday evening. Um, my window's between 5.30 and 7.30. And... And you have to do it during those times. Yeah. Time. So basically you pick a time and you have to you have to pick a time in the evening <clears throat> and you have an hour on either side of that time. So you can take it up to an hour before or up to an hour after. So my time is 6.30, so I can take it as early as 5.30 or as late as 7.30. So, um, yeah, I do that every evening. And then tomorrow we go back in. I haven't been back to the doctor since, but we go in tomorrow to measure again. We do another ultrasound, count follicles, because they you do also have the potential more might make themselves visible. Not that more just kind of appear out of thin air, but... You know, exactly. Exactly. They're growing. You can see them better on the screen. Your anatomy might have, you know, moved a little bit to where something was hidden before. So they just kind of keep track of things, keep counting, keep measuring, Um, do more blood work, possibly adjust my follistim based on the results of that. I believe now we're kind of getting closer to adding in the other drugs like the Ganorelics and the Minipure and all the different injections that I'll be taking. So we're going to go from one to two to three pretty quickly. Um, and I mean, depending on what they see tomorrow, I think I go tomorrow, which is the six. And then there's another appointment on the eighth. And then after that, it's kind of to be determined. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens, but so far so good. It's been so currently easy. we're in like a stage basically of just <clears throat> growing yeah. the eggs to be extracted. Mm-hmm. And then once we kind of get, um, we'll ha- no, have more information for sure for us um, this upcoming week. But then we'll be able to kind of know like when we'll do our trigger shot. Mm-hmm. And that is the coolest, like the gnarliest <laughs> thing to think of. It's really crazy. And it's so like science is just nuts. Like your trigger shot is the same hormone that creates a positive result on a pregnancy test. It's called HCG. Oh, yeah. okay. mm-hmm. If you take, if you take the, uh, the trigger shot and drop some of it onto a pregnancy test, the pregnancy test will turn positive. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you really could. (laughs) I actually tested this email. Um, (laughs) baby mama, right? (laughs) Please email life in progress show at gmail.com for one small economical fee of $50. So you can give you a positive. I got you. I got you. (laughs) I actually tested it on a pregnancy test. My last round, I had some HCG and I just to check and see if it was still potent enough to work for my trigger shot. I dropped some on a test and watched it turn positive. Yeah. So when we do that, it is literally like you are on standby. Like if we go to the doctor and they say, "Okay, you're measuring where we need you to be. Mm -hmm. They'll tell me like, "Okay." Tonight, you take your shot at this time, 
and your appointment for your retrieval is at this time. And it is in 36 hours. Yes, exactly. And 36 this, hours. While, while now you can have a two hour, like a one hour window on each side. Yeah. This trigger shot. No. There's no window. You don't even take if they say 730, you don't take it at 725. You don't take it at 732. You take oh. it at 730. Mm -hmm. And then your appointment time is your appointment time. There's no change in it. There's no can I come an hour earlier, hour later. It is so exact and precise. You know, it's, it's not funny, but <laughs> <laughs> there's people who so <laughs> some people when they're going through this journey um, and they are using like an egg donor or either no, even like couples who are doing this, sometimes there's not fertility centers in their their state or yes. their, their home or whatever. Yes. Um so some people are driving hours and hours and hours mm -hmm. away. And so what some people do on the night of their trigger shot, they get a hotel, hotel. close to the fertility clinic. Yes. Because there's some of the girls who will be like, oh, we'll just do it at home and then mm -hmm. be stuck in traffic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Bitch, yes. you fucking wasted 20 G's. <laughs> right. You dumb bitch. Right. And literally, like, you you fuck up that time by even a little bit, and the whole thing is just down the, the drain. The whole thing. Yep. Down the drain. Mm -hmm. So then, so you, t you do the trigger shot, and 36 hours is the egg retrieval. And then yes. the egg retrieval is what? So egg retrieval, you go in. Um, they put you under... Um, general anesthesia and they do what is called aspiration. So they go through, through the vaginal canal and go into your ovaries um, with an aspirator and a little like micro camera and they pull the fluid out of each, um, out of each follicle and within that fluid is an egg and from those, they figure out how many eggs are viable. And then those are the ones that can get fertilized. And it takes between 15 and 20 minutes for that whole procedure. That is so nuts that it takes 15 to 20. Like, you know, like, yeah. I just feel like that's such a very... Anticlimactic. Yeah. For such a monumental yeah. situation for it to be like, oh, hmm, a few minutes. Minutes. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then so once they are taken out, um, <clears throat> they actually just do counts like right then. Yeah. Like, All right. So we're able we were able to get X amount of eggs. Yeah. As soon as you and wake up, then, they can tell you how many you got. So basically, while you are under, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I will be jerking off in a bathroom. <laughs> and it's a really romantic situation. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so then, um, typically they want they 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 can have a frozen sample on standby in case, but um, a fresh sample they'll use, and then they fertilize that same day. Yep, and that is technically considered conception. Mm -hmm. And then from then, um, they stay kind of like in an incubator type thing, mm -hmm. and then you watch after the first day, after twenty four hours. They look at how the eggs developed and did they turn into an embryo? Mm -hmm. Some of them don't, mm -hmm. which is normal. Mm -hmm. And then so they just kind of toss those because there's nothing yeah. you can do with them. Yep. And then they keep the embryos that are still growing and then watch those for another four days. Mm -hmm. And by that day, it will be day five. And they turn from embryos to a blastocyst, which is basically like the final stage mm -hmm. that you can go for. And then <laughs> from then... Um, they are biopsied with a cool laser. Mm -hmm. And so they take like 
I think it's three cells from each embryo, mm-hmm. each blastocyst. Yeah. And then they take all those embryos, freeze them, put them on ice. And then they, you know, this is optional. Not everyone has to do this, but then they take that biopsy of each embryo, send it off for genetic testing. You wait about two weeks, then it comes back. And that's when you get all the information such as um, what eye color the baby will have. Is it a boy or a girl? It could weed out certain things like down syndrome or just a whole mm-hmm. multitude of things and it missing really... chromosome 23 has an extra 11 and that means they'll have a deformity facial deformity like that sort of stuff so many wild things that you can kind of um get to know and then yeah. also you kind of just know be like all right so there's not it doesn't have all its chromosomes which doesn't mean it's won't turn into a live baby yeah um not all of us have our chromosomes. Exactly. Um, and we're alive. Yep. But for all intents and purposes, when it comes to stuff like this, um, they kind of just test it out. And then by that day, um, after two weeks, we get the results and we'll know like what the embryos look like. And from there, um, we'll be able to make a decision on like how to move forward. Like which some people implant too. They Some people... A lot of the girls, when it comes to the IVF girls, like they be really wanting to make twins. Yeah. And so they'll implant a boy and a girl. Yeah, it's wild. And uh, if that's your journey, we love that for you. Yeah. I personally, my my auntie, she was like, so do you want twins? I said, uh-uh. no. Uh-uh. I just don't think that that's enjoyable. That's no. such a more at-risk pregnancy. Yeah. And like... I don't want to, and I think, what is it, 80 or so percent of twins are born prematurely. They're mm-hmm. not to, for full term. It's yep. very rare. Yep. There's so many more complications. Yep. And like for what? Just, right. so it's really for the parent. Yeah. Because exactly. then the child's going to have to share everything, share everything. a birthday. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I want my child to have their own identity, yeah. their own time here on earth. Yep. You know, I don't want it to be shared. And if that's yeah. your journey, we love that for you. Yep. Nice. I'm very against twins. Yeah. Um, unless it happened naturally. Yeah, if it's a naturally cool. occurring thing, whatever. But, but to, to choose force, that it's not mm-hmm. in it's not yeah. part of my ministry. Can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's enough space in my body for that. <laughs> like I can't even I can't imagine nursing mm-hmm. or like, you know, yeah. taking care of two food. at the same time. One is a lot. We was watching that video on YouTube, and <laughs> I'll be one of them. Child, listen. Fuck all this. Fuck this. <laughs> That's so funny. But I mean, I get it. Like some people really want to have the twins because then you're done. Yeah, with, one and done. You know, changing diapers mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. And I don't know. I just it's not for me. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm not into the twin thing. Uh, not by choice. Oh no! That was my biggest prayer when I would, when I was pregnant with the girls and going in for ultrasounds. At the beginning, just there's only one heartbeat, right? Like yeah. <laughs> there's only one baby in there, right? So people love twins. It's weird. It's weird to me. They love them. Yeah. I don't want that. Mm-mm, I can't do that. I don't even think that they 
cute. No shade. It's <laughs> low-key. Okay, I'm, listen, this is just my opinion. I'm sorry, you guys. But it be giving, like, demonic, bitch. I'm like, that's this so is funny. some weird shit. Like, bitch, the kids like... in the hallway in The Shining. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it reminds me of. Literally, yeah, that movie. Yeah. I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> and especially if they're, like, identical, identical. I'm like, mm. uh-uh. yeah, That's kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's not for me. But if it's that's for really you, funny. we love that. Hey. Do what you do. So that's kind of really the process. Um, so right now we're still in the midst of um, just kind of doing injections, medication and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, when we get into like the transfer area, which is implantation. Yes. <laughs> Implanting, not transferring, implanting. Lord Jesus. <laughs> um, once we get to the transfer <laughs> section, we'll kind of explain how that's go. Because that's even still very new to me, too. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole other. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a learning like curve I'm for me now, too. I'm a pro with this. Right. Where we are right. I'm a pro. Oh, I'm, I got it all. You got can it all ask me lot. anything, <laughs> and I got you. The next step, I'm yeah. like, all right. So... Right. So what do we do here? Yeah. I know. No, I'm the same. I, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've done this whole thing. This is my now third time, so I know yeah. all about this. But as far as the surrogacy and transfer stuff, all that I couldn't tell you the first. So, yeah, we're gonna have to learn that all together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're learning because yeah, Friday they like to hit us with some shit always on a Friday evening. Mm-hmm. When always. it's time for me to spiral. <laughs> always, it's always a Friday evening. I'm like, I don't know oh. why they do this to us. You know, I'm be spiraling. I spiral Monday through Friday. Right. As is. Don't hit me the before close of business. Don't give me nothing else to spiral about. <laughs> not because now I'm I'm not only spiraling about whatever it is you're you're hitting me with, but now I'm spiraling about the fact that it's the weekend and I can't do anything about it's like, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So now it's two it's spirals. Like I can't get to you. It's two for one. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's where we are. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, that's kind of really about it. Yep. Um, anything else? No. Um, sign up for our emails on our website. <laughs> mm-hmm. Babymamabrand.com. And also, like I said this on my podcast, but watch your mouth because... No, for um, real. <laughs> for real, though. Like, for what? real. I'll be getting real spicy at the mouth. I don't know who y'all think you're talking to. <laughs> Put your ass on a motherfucking jar. For real. I'm saying and quickly. Bury it. Quickly. One time I did something like that, <laughs> and I forgot where I buried it. <laughs> and I was like, damn, I really got to dick him up. <laughs> and I was so... I was like, damn, I'm that sorry. That is so funny. Because, you know, I was just doing shit like this is immature Solomon <laughs> years ago. But I was like, oh, you know, I'm just going to just do X, Y and Z and put your ass in a jar, you know, put you in a jar and then bury it. And, you know, <laughs> over like small, stupid shit, little shit. Yeah. And then I was like, damn, Solomon, you don't, it's not really that deep. And I was like, bitch, I don't remember where I put it. <laughs> don't remember. Oops. <laughs> And rest in peace to them. That is so funny. Um, but on that note, watch <laughs> shout out your to mouth. them. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. But also on a like a, a different note, like I really do want to say thank you guys so much for, you know, all that to say. Yes, there's some trolls. There's some like randos here and there. But for every like one hundred, for every one <clears throat> person who says something slightly out the side of their neck, mm-hmm. there's at least a hundred. 
who are just so supportive and so excited. Yeah. Like I'm looking at my Snapchat right now. Yeah. And people watching you do the 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 body body butter thing, they're mm. like, she's such a good energy. And Aww. you guys are so great together, blah, 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 blah. So yeah. thank you guys for that. Cause that is really um, Yeah. We really do get a lot of love and we see all of that. And it really like overshadows the the tiny bit of negative, especially because yeah. like, I mean, oh geez, my contact is everywhere in my eye right now. Um, you know. The internet's a wild place and people get really comfortable on the internet and um, it's easy to talk crazy mm-hmm. online. And so it would be really easy for people to just go crazy with this and say crazy shit. Yeah. And the fact that like we really don't get much of that as much as we could mm-hmm. is amazing. And it's, yeah. I'm very grateful for that. And it makes it easy to let the little bit of negative we do get like kind of roll off our backs, yeah. you know? And you know what? I, I, I think this is such a new territory for me that, you know, I'm used to like a little couple things to myself. I'm like, oh, whatever. I don't really mm-hmm. care. But I think it's interesting. This is a new territory of like someone commenting on you or something. Right. Wild for me. Right. Because my rule of thumb is I really don't like to reply to any of those. I rather mm-hmm. give people the, Someone said this to me years ago. They said, um, it was a friend of mine, um, because he's on a television show, he would get good comments, Mm -hmm. but then he would get bad comments. Yeah. And he would always reply to the bad ones. And then Mm -hmm. one time one of the people were like, We leave you such beautiful comments every time every day. Yeah. And we love you so much. But you don't ever reply to us. You reply. You spend your time replying to the negative. Mm -hmm. And it was like, and he was like, and it clicked. I was like, Yeah. Yeah. I rather pour into the, the support yeah. and really kind of ignore the negative. Yeah. But you know, some people got the best of me. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have <laughs> rant this past week. Somebody got the best of me. And you know what? It's it's we're at the end of the day, we are human, A. And B, like, this is a very personal thing that you're totally, commenting on. Totally. You know, it's like we're very protective of each other by nature. And then just the nature of what we're doing is so personal. It's not like you're saying the product we came out with sucks or that you don't like the color of a bottle we chose. Like you're commenting about family yeah, and the personal choices that we're making. And like, and I fight with fam. I fight. I'll fight. Yeah, for real. So it's (laughs) for real. That's how it is with me. Like, I don't know what it's like with y'all because I know y'all be in these these family stuff and y'all be talking slick about each each other. other. Yeah, no. We don't do that. We get busy. Yep. I'll fight over my family. We fight. We get very physical. Yes. Yep. So it's like, you know, and we're not, we don't even like, we don't have to share any of this with anyone. You know, we're doing it by choice. And it's, again, of course, you can you can flip that on its on its side, too, and be like, well, you know, you're choosing to share this, so you choose to, you know, get opinions about it. And yeah, that's true, but at the same time, like, we're we're not sharing this for that. We're sharing it to, to help other people be seen, feel seen, and feel like they have a place, and like, maybe their ideals make sense, too, because, you know, there's other people out here who want to have kids, but don't feel like it's right to do by themselves. We're telling them it is okay to do it by yourself or maybe even not by yourself, but in a family setup that doesn't look like a traditional one. You know, it's telling people maybe, be you know, I'm, I'm trying to get pregnant with my boyfriend or my husband and we're not having any luck. 
and it seems like everything's okay with me, damn, maybe I should go see about him getting checked out. You know, um, maybe it's the girl who feels like she needs to have a baby right now, but she actually wants to focus on her career now because of us she's gonna go just freeze her, freeze eggs, her eggs you know and so it's like we're giving kind All of the a... girls who's about to go transition <laughs> exactly don't freeze your sperm freeze your sperm okay. exactly exactly like i feel like we're like kind of putting a face and a voice to something that doesn't really have one mm. um and so that's really why we're doing it we're not necessarily doing it for opinions like we are we know what we're going to do. We know what we want yeah. to do. We have these conversations before we have them with y'all. We make these decisions before we share them with you guys. And so everything is decided between us. And, you know, then it's shared with with our audience. And I think we are so, we let people in and we have a way of, I think, mm, talking with our audience rather than at them or to them. Yeah. And so it gives them a feeling of inclusivity, which is great. But at the same time, there's also, you know, keep in mind, this is a two person situation. (laughs) You know, these are two people making decisions, not 200, 2000, you know, so. And then like also like it's kind of important. I'm starting to see now is there's um, I think. And maybe I just haven't ran into it yet, but I just feel like there's a lack of seeing us in yes. these realms. Totally. Like even kind of in this like what this gay girl group, surrogacy <laughs> group that I'm part of, everybody's just rich white men. Yeah. And I'm the only brown thing up in there. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> the only one that got some sense. Right. No, I'm just <laughs> But uh, even with that, it's like there's I mean, you just I just don't see a lot of me. Yeah. Um, which is fine. I don't really need to see a lot of me, mm-hmm. but it is nice to kind of um a part of this is when we first started talking about doing this podcast in the summertime, we were talking about like, you know, there's not a lot of resources for people like us. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of information out there. Yeah. And um and a lot and of it, think, too, isn't even what is out there. It's just not geared towards people like us. Because, mm-hmm. like, even in these groups, it's so, like, sappy and, like, serious. And everybody can't take a damn joke. Like, it's like, ugh, this is so depressing yeah. and boring and ugly. Like, why would I want to do any of this shit? And, like, if I do want to do it, I certainly don't want to look to y'all for resources yeah. and advice and opinions and, and you know, um, to commiserate. But... I think we definitely handle it in a different way and in a way that our audience can absorb and, and enjoy. So yeah, go us, go us. (laughs) You bitches can never, you bitches can never. (laughs) Should we do our high note, low note? Yeah. Yeah. Before I forget, because I always forget. This I know, you do. You do. You go first. I always go first. Okay. What is my high notes? My low <laughs> note. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Um, I mean, I hate saying this, but like, I would just say like my low note is just being bogged down by like, just the mundane, like very clinical mm-hmm. structure, dates and times and mm-hmm. 
you know, even when we got the the breakdown for our possible transfer, it was like, well, this is the confines of what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And you forget that this is a business. It's not, you're not, it's not cancer treatment. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's barely even elective surgery. Because yeah. if you were doing plastic surgery, you could still pick and, pick your name. and change things up. Yeah. But this is not. And it is very much like a very well-oiled. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a business. And so <clears throat> it's... I'm such a person who it's weird because I'm so business oriented and so <laughs> that, mm-hmm. but when it comes to this, I'm so pliable and yeah. so like, I don't care about those things. Yeah. So that kind of just sucks. I mean, I understand it and I also appreciate it at the same time. Yeah. Um. So I guess, you know, if I had to pick a low, low note, I would say that um, my, my high note would be the little car that you got. Aww. The kid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you guys listen to my podcast or not, but day one of mm-hmm. our appointment, um, Tia's just kind of like filling out like legal paperwork. And then there is a like greeting card with the child's name on it. And it's only it now my mom knows, but um, at the time it was the only name I didn't share with anyone. It was just with Tia. And so I, I kind of saw while she was typing and I was like, oh, and mm-hmm. she's like, here, you know, open this. And I was like, am I going to cry? She was like, no. <laughs> I shed 1.5 tears. 1.5. <laughs> I was able to suck one, half a tear back in. Um, oh, but it was funny. the sweetest thing. To, it was just basically, you know, to document and just kind of write down like, <clears throat> you know, this is day one of yeah. us trying to create you and yeah. can't wait to meet you and stuff like that. And it just, <laughs> it, it was touching because like for for them to have a, a greeting card like that yeah you know and you're not even created yeah you're not even conceived yeah we ain't plucked one damn egg out <laughs> you know nothing yeah. and just so thought of and excited and mm-hmm. to know that like this child is going to be surrounded and engulfed in so much love yeah. um means the world to me but then also it's like it kind of just reiterated that we're on the same page yeah. on everything. Yeah. And then just to kind of look at the type of car that you pick, you know, <laughs> the design of it. Yeah. And then for you to just write their name, it it's like you're telling you, you know, you, the universe, this is what this is happening. This is gonna happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I was on yeah. this journey with someone else, respectfully, I wouldn't mind if they were like, oh, okay, cool. They didn't care about that. Right. That's it, it's not for you to really care about, I guess. Right. But for you to care about, like, no, this is what solomon wants yeah this is how he views it mm-hmm. and if that doing. means i'm gonna help tell the universe this as well yeah then that's what we're gonna do yep and that just meant the world to me that like mm. they're gonna have such a great mother but then like just there's so much intention behind it yeah um and just knowing like even just like a child being so protected even spiritually before anything even happens it's just yep. really touching and that day i kid you not <laughs> i think probably yeah cuz i'm i've been thinking all week long I'm like is there another day but i think so <laughs> far in solomon's life was the best day of my life i love that that makes I'm me so sure happy i'm sure there's going to be clearly there'll be a of better course. on the topic of course but as of right now <laughs> i can say um, as of November 5th, yes. 2023, it is so far the best day of my life. That makes me so, that is my so happy. That makes me so happy. I love that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's really hard to pick a low note. I'm finally not sick anymore. So, 
that's don't been, have anything to fall back right? on. Right, that's been carrying me through the last few weeks. <laughs> um, low note. I mean, yeah, it's 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 hard to find a low note. Um, I think maybe this week's low note could be just the fact that I, you know, it's it kind of sucks to know that you know, my kids, they have such a village. They have so much love. And the people that I am lucky enough to be related to, the people that I've been, you know, blessed enough to have in my life as my friends, like you, Brittany, Kenya, um, they, you guys are such my village and such an amazing village for my babies. Um, but, you know, it it's difficult to kind of reckon the fact that, like, they don't have, you know, their dads in the same sense that this baby has their dad, you know, and I've had to be this week. There's things that I've been doing that are surprises that you'll find out about later. But there's been things that I've been doing for this baby and oh surprise for me yeah i thought you were the audience no oh. for you <laughs> there's things i've been doing for this baby that in doing them i've had to backtrack and do them for my children too because they weren't things i did when i was pregnant with them when i gave birth to them because i wasn't mentally able to i didn't have the space because i was Jeez. worried yeah i was worried about so many things and having to be so many things that I shouldn't have had to be that I didn't have the space to do the, the fun things, you know? And I, I started doing things for this baby and I thought to myself, if anything were to happen to me and I were to die giving birth or anything like that, it would be really, really shitty for my kids to look and see what this child got from me mm -hmm. that they don't have, Yeah, you know? And so I've started, doing those same things for my kids too so that you know even years down the line when they're in their 30s and 40s and stuff they have the same sort of things to look back on that this child will so i mean the silver lining there but just the fact that in at all you know it just makes me realize you know how much my kids have been kind of robbed of because of what I was robbed of. So I would say that was that would be my low note of the week. Um, but my high note would be this journey and being able to start and yeah. really, truly being finally at the, the beginning of it. You know, we've done so much over the last few months in preparation for it. And, you know, to finally start the race we've been like practicing for it and conditioning for it and all of that. Yeah. And now we finally are starting the race and yeah. it's just so cool. Um, and it's really exciting and I'm just, I'm, I'm very happy and in just a very peaceful space about it all. So I would say that that's my high note is finally being off to the races. Yeah. Yeah. And that's good to kind of be at, you know, you deserve that. You Thank know, you. like you deserve it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Without that, that's a pretty deep low note too. Yeah. But it's no. nice that, like, <laughs> no. you know, it's it's not the reality. It, yeah. You know what I'm saying anymore. Yeah. And you can exactly kind of, um, <clears throat> spend this time, kind of really 
happier and, you know, healing and just more comforted and just a better, because you said something a couple, maybe yesterday you were like, because even just being more at ease and stuff like that, you are allowed the space to be even just a better mother. Yeah. It makes me such a better mom. You know, I, which is crazy for me to even hear from you because I think you are really one of the best I've ever met in the world. Like, I appreciate that. Like, I'm always like, a like oh, <laughs> that's interesting. Or like, even like if I have like parenting things that, that even before I was like wanting to be a parent, I'd be like, oh, what is your take on this? Because yeah. I just valued just the way you navigated those things. I so for you to that. hear that, like, I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. I mean, I, I try to be a good mom um mechanically Mm -hmm. you know when it like i know this is the right way to do things and this is the wrong way to do things i know this is an opportunity i should give my child i know this is something that would enrich them and be good for them but when you're so stressed and you're so frustrated and you're so bitter and angry and resentful and all of those different things it doesn't leave you enough space to be soft and to be fun and to be kind and gentle and patient and all of those different things that your children deserve from you. Um, it, it has made it a lot easier to be those things. You know, I taught, I've maybe not talked at length, um, about the fact that I don't, I have zero contact with, with Lola's father anymore and that has been mm, since may and that is financially too you know but it has been so freeing and it has made me such a better mom because i don't have to deal with his shit and i don't have to deal with the frustration of just dealing with him as a person and literally within a couple of weeks of that happening i could feel the shift i could feel my the load off of my shoulders and you know my mom told me she was like you know lily said to me the other day mom's mom's been so nice lately you know because i really wasn't i'm a good mom like i know (laughs) how to be a good mom but i wasn't always a patient mom you know i wasn't always a a a kind mom i was i could be short-tempered and had nothing to do with my children but you know, short tempered or I'm tired and I don't want to do the extra things. I don't want to say yes to the thing that might, you know, make me have to go out of my way more or, you know, use more of the little energy I have or means I have to clean up this mess afterwards. And, you know, and I finally have been able to, to have the capacity to do those things because I don't have that shit anymore. And, um, yeah, it, it really makes all the difference. So, you know, they always, they say, you know, putting your kids first. But I think sometimes putting yourself first mm-hmm. is putting your kids first mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I have to do certain things for myself so that I'm a whole Good person. Yeah, yeah yes, so that yes, I can yes. then be that for them, you know, and especially as the primary parent, I can't worry about him or you know this is what he wants or this would be kind to him or easier for no like I have to do what is best for me because I am the only person that my children have so I have to make sure I am whole I have to make sure I'm happy I have to make sure that I'm not stressed and depleted 
and short tempered and all of those things so that they can get the best version of me. So that's what I've started doing. And, um, yeah, it's made all the difference. So I'm happy about that. I'm happy too. Thanks. <laughs> well, on that note, um, I really enjoyed this episode. Me too. Me too. This is really good. Um, Feel free again to email us at lifeinprogressshow at gmail.com. Yes. Um, You can definitely find us online. Also, Mm -hmm. if you are inclined, head over to babymamabrand.com and sign up for email alerts. Um, We do have a hair regrowth serum that also contains sheep placenta and a whole bunch of other things to help mm-hmm. women who dealing with postpartum hair loss, men with hair loss, yep. people who are dealing with alopecia, mm-hmm. post-cancer treatment, just a whole bunch of things in regards to hair loss. Yes. Um, we'll be rolling that out um, relatively soon. Yeah. We, we want to definitely keep you in the loop. So head over to babymama doc, babymamabrand.com. Mm-hmm. I'll leave a link in the show notes so that you guys can sign up for email alerts. I promise you, you know, we're not going to bug you with a bunch of bullshit. We don't have time to, we, to write them emails. <laughs> so we definitely won't be sending them. <laughs> I just don't have the time. Um, but we'll also be rolling out like a bunch of other things like, you know, stretch mark cre- creams and oils and just a bunch of things that are really tailored to... Um, mothers but anybody can use so yeah. again head over to babymamabrand.com to sign up for emails anything else you want to say before we end um no follow our uh company email or our, uh instagram as well at babymamabrand um you can get some updates there and just stay in the loop with us there as well um yeah and don't forget to send us your questions too you guys ask us questions on snapchat and respond to instagram stories and all that kind of stuff and it's hard to keep up with those when they're all over the place so write us emails uh life in progress show at gmail.com so that we can answer your questions um in our episodes and yeah aside from that this time next week we might be on the eve maybe encroaching on our egg retrieval yeah yeah we should, yeah, we should be, uh, yeah, right around there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. About a, so. We got about another week, week and a half. Yeah. Exciting. Nuts. So until then, you guys, bye. Bye.